Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing? We're back. We're back in the saddle again, Grumpy. We're back. It's an old Aerosmith song. I know. I know. I'm excited. Grumpy, it's exciting to be back. We've taken we've taken about a, a two-week break or so. It's nice to be back, Grumpy. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about since we've last last been on. Um, not really. Um, yeah, let me put you like this. At least you can start to see preseason hockey is already popping up on the horizon, right? So, you know, things are about to start heating up. We're going to get to see some of the young budding future Islanders. We'll get to see some of them. We'll be excited about. We'll get to get prepared for the regular season. Oh, man. Oh, man. Who's ready to get hurt again? I am. I am ready to get hurt again as an Islander fan, as we all are. Um, but for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, there's a few things I ask. If you enjoy the content, do a few things for me. Make sure, first off, you like the video, right? If you like the video, apparently that helps the algorithm. It lets all of the other Islander fans. It helps it helps put this this podcast out in front of them. So hey, maybe they can wake up to reality as well. Maybe they can enjoy the great camaraderie of the Islanders Never Say Die podcast and the family and the community here too. So make sure you like the video. Make sure you also subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the further content that we put out. And you can also follow us there on Twitter or X, whatever they call it now. And you can also find us on Facebook. So that's the best place to find us. Um, for today's episode, Grumpy, we are going to talk a little bit about preseason expectations for the season we've got a few things to talk about um but before we jump into it i have a few housekeeping items um those you guys should be familiar with at this point but we have a secondary podcast called tj and the grumpy old man that's on thursdays 9 p.m eastern standard time and on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's an all-sports podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. We talk NFL, NHL, NBA. We talk world football. We talk college athletics, literally anything and everything sports on the show. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It can be found on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. And if you go to our YouTube channel at the top, you'll see here, oh, look, Grumpy, 900 subscribers on the I need 1,000. We need a thousand. What the hell type of accent was that? I was trying to do Arnold. I thought it sounded like Arnold. Then I tried to do Arnold, and it didn't come out like Arnold. It did not. That's correct. But we've got nine hundred. We need a thousand. What the? You're putting like some weird. What that? What's that inflection you're putting? Austrian accent. That's not even an Austrian accent, Grump. Oh, man, this would be good to have X chiming in on you right now. But uh, I don't even know what the hell type of accent that is. Um, but you go to the Islanders. Never. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how it does it. But you go to the Islanders. Never say die podcast. And then if you scroll down, you'll say, check out our other podcast. And that's what we get to the chopper. Yes. Get to the, get to the podcast. 
get to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast. Absolutely. Um, but today we're doing things a little different, and we're going to be doing things a little different going forward. Trying to keep our podcast as smooth as possible to provide the best listening experience. We have brought on the magnificent Sun X. He's going to be sitting in the background, starring comments that he deems, I guess, that he deems are worth putting up there on on uh, <laughs> on the screen. So now you're appealing to Sun X. So I'm sure anything that's that's pithy and anything that has a question posed to it or provides context to the situation will always be read. I'm sure he'll star those. Don't piss off Sun X. Why is that grumpy? Because he could be a nasty bastard. That's why. Oh, there he is. He's like Jamie. He's like Jamie sitting in the back of the podcast, helping star and helping us. And hopefully what it's going to do is it's going to prevent podcasts from going three and a half or four hours long in the season because most people don't have three and a half and four hours to listen to a podcast. It's like a radio show. Right. True. Yeah. So, so X X is under strict orders. Anything that has imposes a question, anything that's a pithy comment that will cause people it's gotta to be laugh. a good question. It's not like like I, we don't want a question like, when is TJ going to grow her hair back or anything like that? Why does TJ look so stupid? Questions like that are probably well. Those might make it because he doesn't like he's mean to TJ. But uh, now here's one that did not get starred. But I'm just going to say it anyway. X is over here dicking around. I guess is no, what no. He's, he's, he's checked off some comments, but there's one that he didn't check off, and it says from Frank Kaplan. He says, "Sadly, like wrestling, the Islanders roster is predetermined." Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it's, it's interesting. True. It's, oh, oh, look at, look how he knows. I didn't even star that. X did. Look at this shit. So, oh. He knows what he's doing. Looky there. He, first of all, he's going to be better at the comments. That's for certain. Yes, I hope and he is. For, for those who think that TJ's buddies get an unfair shake of the comments, X has no buddies on this show. So, you know, who knows? We're going to find out what happens. Oh man, oh man. Um, but let's let's dive into it, Grumpy. Let's talk a little bit about hockey. Let's talk a little New York Islanders. Let's talk about what's happened since the last time we've been on the show. That's for certain. Um X is like a silent partner right now. He is. That's how I like it too. It's gonna run smooth. I'm excited. You know, I'm, we'll have, I'm sure we'll have to work out a few of the kinks, but it will work well. I'm going to bet if there's a really nasty comment about TJ, it's going to get posted over and over again, maybe four or five times during episode. You think so, huh? They just keep on bringing it up. That's, oh, I, that's my prediction. Oh, goodness. I hope not. Um, but preseason starts. Grumpy, preseason's like a week or two away right now, right? Preseason hockey games. Next Tuesday, I think, is the first game against the Rangers. Hold on. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Holy shit. That's the one thing about the NHL preseason. It's like short, really, really short. Season starts October 10th. Think about that. Yeah, we're talking the first preseason game is going to be on September 26th against the Rangers next Tuesday. Wow. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Six days away till NHL preseason. Um, you know, we, we didn't really do all that much this offseason per the huge. We right? did nothing. No, no. We did nothing in the offseason. We just lost Zach Parise and exchanged him for Oliver Wallstrom. That well, no. Awesome. He just said, I'm not coming back. Yeah. We didn't lose him. He just says, I'd rather be retired than play professional hockey for the New York Islanders. 
Oh man, that's fine. Hey, that's yeah. fine. Bye, Josh. I mean, have you seen Matt Barzell? He got some like little buzz cut action going on. Yeah, I'll pull it up on screen. Yeah, I mean, Matt Barzell, they're talking about that. I don't. I haven't even let the lovely Paige know about this. Maybe she's going to be heartbroken. That Matt Barzell, Matty B, cut his long, long locks, but uh, he's got himself a little short haircut. He's got himself. You know, honestly, it looks like Grump. It, this this looks like direct orders from Lou Lamarillo. It looks like he's got a high and tight there, Grumpy. Look at this shit. He looks like, you know, he just joined the military. Look at this. Here it is. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Who would ever thought you'd see Matt? And the thing is, Matt Barzal grows a nice head of hair. I mean, come on. Do what you want with it, man. I mean, this is, I don't know. Who knows? Looks a little like Brock Nelson got that long face now without the hair. Doesn't look like face odd. It's odd. It's going to take me some time to get used to the no hair Matt Barzal. Sure. Grow it back, Matty B. Grow it back. You look better with more hair, kid. You do. Yeah. <laughs> We're jealous. The no Drop hair. it. Give me 20. There. <laughs> there it is. He's going with Sun X. He's going with Sun X to what, you, what is it called? Parrot Island or whatever it is in South Carolina? Oh. Paris Island, not Parrot Island. Paris Island. Sorry, I don't know every single freaking military base there is, Grumpy. You I'm don't know any freaking military bases. Yeah, I, you're probably right there. Um, now, I'm trying to think. Did Josh Bailey actually? Yeah, Josh Bailey, by the way, since we last talked, he signed a PTO with the Ottawa Senators. We were talking with Stefan Rosner on the show last time. I said probably would, would be hard-pressed to see him suiting up for any other team um looked like he was just enjoying some time with the family he signs a professional tryout with the ottawa senators what do you take of this grumpy his wife told him to get out and get a job <laughs> and the newspaper boy spot was filled in the neighborhood already oh god so he had to choose the next best thing he couldn't pick like cul-de-sac barbecue or anything like this i mean like what's going to happen are they going to be renting in ottawa are they going to be able to come home enough times for the cul-de-sac in order like to have the the team get togethers uh you know for for josh bailey i guess he's on the outside looking in now but i mean like what are we supposed to believe that he's no longer part of the cul-de-sac grumpy no he's back he won't first of all ottawa doesn't need a guy like him I don't know. I mean, they they could hire me or you, washed up, no talent hockey players. We could we could fill that Josh Bailey role very easily, and for less. I mean, PTO, we do it for free. Um, now I, I, it is worth saying this, and I think it was mentioned here by by Tony Cheese. We've got here uh, Josh Bailey. He did address the fans now that he's officially signed his PTO. Grumpy, this will make you happy, Grumpy. This provides some closure for all those Josh Bailey. Do you remember? Hold on a second before we jump into this. This is, you know, it's just like our last little bang, our last hoorah on Josh Bailey. And let, honestly, I kind of hope he signs with the Ottawa Senators. And wouldn't it just be apropos that he liked the Islanders up? He'd scored like three goals. He'll score his first ever hat trick against the Islanders this season. Think about it. He never scored a hat trick in his career. <laughs> neither, uh, is, neither is Anders Lee. But but this is this is what he he wrote here to address the fans. He said, over the past couple of months, there have been quite a few moments that have brought me to pause. I think what has hit the hardest is realizing that this chapter has come to an end. All the things that I love about putting on the blue and orange are now just a memory. Although it has made me emotional at times, I will always cherish those memories. I want to thank 
um, not just a great fan base, but the people of Long Island as a whole. This place is special. From the outside, I think a lot of people would agree. What's not to love? But what really makes this place unique is the people, all of you. That's why Long Island will always be home for me and my family. From playing my, from playing, I don't have to worry about it moving down here in my neighborhood. <laughs> from playing my first game in the Islander sweater at 19 uh, to my last at 33 years old. It's been quite a ride. Uh, not always the smoothest of rides, but I wouldn't change a thing. The tough times make you stronger and allow you to enjoy the good ones that much more. And we had plenty of good ones. I do recall some rather funny moments at the Coliseum. Some nights, if I was uh, starting, the National Anthem could be a vulnerable 90-second standing there at the blue line. Um, I heard it all. The encouragement and the encouragement. I assume that he's referring to, hey, Josh Bailey. There's the special Josh Bailey song where he couldn't score a goal. Um, that passion is uh, also what provided my teammates and me some incredible memories. Um, it's what makes Long Island, Long Island. Uh, in life, you have to earn people's respect, no matter where you are or what you do. And in New York, you need to earn it that much more. And I hope you know that never changes. You know what? It's too bad that he didn't create any incredible memories for the fans that the fans created his memories. It's just all you need to know about Josh Bailey. Uh, you know, hey, we don't, we don't need to, we really need to read any more of that. Oh, it's almost done. It's almost over. It's almost over here. Grumpy right at the end. Um, uh, I've had quite a few people come up to me recently and thank me for my last 15 seasons. That means so much more to me and my family. Um, but in my mind, it's backwards. We can't thank you enough for all the love and support over the years. Um, whether it has been whether it has been on the island, we've felt the love over and over again. It's been uh, an honor to live on Long Island, to wear the Islanders jersey, to help represent this great organization and our fans from all over. There are so many moments that stand out to me, but none compares to hearing the roar of the crowd after scoring an overtime in the playoffs. And of course, hearing you all sing. Um, it gives me chills to this day. Thank you. Until next time. Ooh, ah, I want to know. No, he just said, ooh, ah, number 12 is all he said. Oh, that's what it's for. Ooh, ah, I want to know if you're going to yeah, score a goal. Just, you know what? Hey, Josh Bailey, I'm glad you're moving on. I've already, I had already put you out of my mind, honestly. You're out. Um, good luck to you and all your future endeavors. Good luck on the PTO. I hope he gets. I hope he earns a spot there. With he, he, I, he seems like a. You don't think he will, Grumpy? I didn't say he wasn't a nice guy. Just a shitty hockey player. I'm sure he's a great guy. I never. I never ran him down for being a, a bad person. I bet. I bet you he's a great guy. Just a shitty hockey player. Just a below average hockey player who was overpaid his whole career. He should have said thank you, Charles Wong. Thank you, Garth Snow. Thank you, everyone who gave paid me well. More than I'm worth. <laughs> if Lamarillo had a choice, he probably would have signed him to a 10-year, well, I'm sorry, an eight-year extension. Good gracious. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so uh it was it was nice to read over that there, Josh Bailey. So long. Have a good time. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Nice guy. Hey, you know what? For everything, really, really nice guy. Good member of the community. I just wish you were a better hockey player. That's all. That's all. Yeah. And now it apparently did he, never score, did he never score a hat trick? Did he never score a hat trick? 
I don't think he ever scored a hat trick. I know Anders Lee hasn't. Yeah. I don't think Josh Bailey even takes three shots on goal during the game. I mean, has he ever done that? I wonder. I can't wonder if I can just quickly Google search that. Yeah, Josh Bailey, um, hat tricks, and he'd probably just come up this like this is where Sunax is supposed to be doing that. Holy shit. Josh Bailey did score a hat trick. He scored a hat trick in our six to four loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets How on December 14th of 2017. There you go. He okay, think about that. He had a hat trick and he only posted 18 goals on the season. And three of them in one game against the horrible Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> How apropos. And that was when he was named an all star grumpy the same year. He had 71 points. How embarrassing for the franchise. Think about that. Every team gets an all-star, and ours is Josh Bailey. Ooh. No, no. Sad. Um, no. Now, Grumpy, you were talking a little bit about some of the rankings getting ready for this season. You talked a little bit about uh, Corey Promen released some rankings, some young guy rankings. Everybody's excited about the young guys right now. The prospects were reporting to rookie camp early. And, uh, hey, we got to see our guys. I Isaiah George, there's some members out there in the Islanders community, some people on Twitter who think Isaiah George may be ready to challenge for a roster spot already. What type of imbecile would make a comment like that? Our favorite troll, grumpy old man. Uh, Phil's facts did that. Grumpy. Oh, my gosh. He's wrong. He's always wrong. <laughs> Phil's always batting a thousand. He's wrong every time. Every time. He's never right. Ever. Never freaking ever. Never freaking ever is Phil right. Um, but uh, Isaiah George has looked apparently good uh, in camp. Um, you know, here's the thing. Rookie it's camp. tough to say. In, rook in rookie camp, right? Yes. Okay. You want to know how much of a shot he has in making the team? Zero. Zero. I love it. Matt Maggio says, oh, you know, some something came out. They The Islanders have told him they want him to be a leader down in Bridgeport. Ugh. And – he goes, well, you know, that'll be great, but you know what? I'm planning on making the team, making the, the Islanders. And I said, you know, the first thing I said was, guess what, Matt? I don't care how well you play. When they tell you they want you to be a leader in Bridgeport, that tells you that you're not going to be playing for the Islanders this year. Every single lineup spot is cemented in for the Islanders. There's never any competition for spots. Never, ever, never, ever. As Frank said, the Islanders roster is predetermined, and it is. Yep. That's the unfortunate part about it. Absolutely. It's predetermined. That's a shitty part. Um, I do like the attitude, right? I'd like to see a guy like Matthew Maggio maybe, uh, you know, compete one day for a spot. He's years away, right? Like a lot of these prospects are. Like William DeFore. Remember the last year's or two years, or I guess two years ago now, the flavor of the month. Maggio was last year's flavor of the month. And, you know, it's, it's you know, that you kind of start to see the infatuation die off a little bit as time continues. And, uh, you know, we're on to the next one, I guess. Speaking about William DeFore, he, you know, he's one of those athletes, came into camp in the greatest shape of his life. Why wouldn't you? Great. Congratulations, William DeFore. Shouldn't that be your mindset from when you go to camp the first time or whenever you want to? you know, be a professional hockey player that you're, you know, I'm going to do the most I can do to make sure that I succeed. What does it say to me? Maybe, uh, I mean, I'm glad he's doing it now, but it's like, why that should just kind of be your thought process the whole time. No. 
I don't know. Um, I, I'll put it to you like this. It's sometimes it takes them at least a year to be like, oh, shit. I thought I was prepared, but really I'm not. Okay. And this is what it requires now. So okay. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's okay. young. And here's the thing about Matt. You mentioned, you know, you'd like to see these guys, you know, a few years down, down the line for a chance to complete for a, compete for a, a spot on the team. You know what? If they show more than the veterans do, they should get the job now. Here's the shitty part about it, though. When you sign all of these guys who are bottom line players, bottom six players, and you give them seven-year deals, well, it's really hard to say, yeah, we're going to put that seven-year contract down there in Bridgeport. That's the failure of the general manager once again. But, I mean, honestly, right, don't you want the best? And I've said it on this show, a, a, I don't know how many times, a lot of times. I was going to say a million, but it's not been a million. Best players play. Best players play. If you're not one of the best players, I don't care what your contract is. I mentioned how Billy Martin would sit guys or say, we're going to send you down. He'd always have a guy who was not on the major league roster would make the team every single year because they want it more. There's nothing wrong with that. Hunger and drive and determination, and we've said it on the show before, what does it say to the guys who are in the minors? If you perform, you can make the big team. Right now on this team, I don't think it says that to any of the younger guys. It's like, well, you got to wait till this guy's contract runs out when he's 37 or 38 years old. Then you'll have a shot to make the team when you're 27. I mean, it's just, I don't know, just not the way. I, to me, it's not its not the way I would run a team. It should be a meritocracy, not, hey, you've been here for 10 years. You deserve to be on the first line, Average Anders. You know yeah. what I just you know what I just noticed, Grumpy, too, speaking no. about kind of the same subject? We did not come as prepared as probably we needed to be today. I did not know Lula. This is what happens when I guess you go on vacation, you travel, you forget about this. Lula Amarillo addressed the media at prospect camp. And son of a bitch, it was like a 23-minute long video. <laughs> I just was reading little snippets online. I didn't know it was as long as a video as it was. So we'll have to go back and watch that through. I'm sure there's some funny things that we can comb over there and that and we could, we'll bring to the show on Saturday. He, but. Didn't, he didn't say anything. Oh, really? You listened to it? I just, some little clips and snippets. I'm like, yeah, been there, done that. How old does he look? Our fans are great. I mean, I love our fans. They want to win, and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't want to accept anything other than that. Fantastic. We feel the same way. Jesus. Yikes. Yikes. It's our like fans want to win a Stanley Cup. We want to win a Stanley Cup. We love our fans. Please come to the games. We're so happy. You know what it's like? It's like the opposite. When a heel goes to town in the WWE wrestling, and they're like, I hate Columbus, Ohio. Oh, the fans here, they're awful. You know, it's Lamarillo just doing his little, I'm so happy. Oh, our fans are great. It's, I love it's called a cheap pop. Yes, it's, it's a cheap pop. Exactly. You, you know what? And Stefan did not post when he says, I am Lou Lamarillo. I am old. I am really old. Our fans hope that they can live to be as old as I. I am. I will be happy if they live to be as old as I am. I love old players and old fans. Woohoo! No. So you asked the question, how old is Lou looking grumpy? 
Um, he actually looks better than he did last year. He does. He looks better. He Maybe looked, this offseason, he spent a lot of time relaxing out in the sun. He spent a lot of time doing nothing. Well, that's what happens when you make all of your moves <laughs> during, during the trade deadline. You get an entire summer worth of rest, and he probably was sleeping like, I don't know, 18, 19 hours a day. As you get a little older, you sleep a little more. But now that the season's coming up, I'm expecting him to have a lot of, a lot of hours that he's going to have to get working. That's for certain, Grumpy. He looks much better than he did last year. I agree with that. Absolutely, um, he does. So, because I mean, last year I thought, you know, we talked about it, how he looked like, ooh, you know, when people get old, they kind of look like they. He looks good, up. honestly. It looks like he freaking. It looks like he's like five years younger. How is that he possible? Looks, he they probably gave him a big contract extension for life, and they gave Fredo another big extension, and uh, so he's all happier than a pig and shit right now. Um, <laughs> but let's just say that. Uh, you know what? He's got. Why does he have that suntan? All he had, all he did all summer was lay out on the beach. That's it. Nothing else. He certainly didn't make any hockey moves. No hockey trades. Only way to get the team better is through hockey trades. Look at this grumpy. Even at a time to hit the gym, that bicep baby is looking big from Lou Lamarill. Well, no, it it's because good. he's 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 got his arm underneath to prop it up. See. Yeah, he got his something. He does honestly, though. He looks good. He looks. He looks good. Maybe so blue is color. You're. You're right. You're right. Last year, at the end of the year, I was like, "Holy shit, he is looking rough." Yeah, I was kind of worried a bit. He's looking good. He's looking good. It's early yet in the season, but he's looking good, right? He doesn't look. There you go, Grumpy. Give him a round of applause. He doesn't look a day over eighty. He's looking good. <laughs> so he looks good. Who would he does. He, he looks really good. Hey, we are nothing but fair on this show. Nothing but fair. Lou Lamarill looks way better than he did last year. Whatever you're doing, Lou, it's working. Keep it up. Um, can we talk about this? There's a lot of love. All kidding aside, right? The uh, I think Phil was just trolling, talking about Isaiah George playing, you know, a big role, going to play, uh -huh. play in the NHL. <laughs> you're seeing other people over here now. Who that is? This guy does he write or something like that? Okay, he's the editor. For he's Danielle's husband. Who's that? He's Danielle's husband. Who's Danielle? Oh shit! I don't know. Danielle's husband. That's what he is. That, that's his claim to fame. He's uh, Danielle's husband. Um, but okay. uh, I think he covers the Islanders. I don't remember. I don't. I don't, think I don't spend enough time on Twitter or social media. But this name looks familiar. Um, do you get a lot of people out here saying stuff like, "Oh man, maybe he's gonna be good enough next year. Next year, maybe he'll have a chance to compete for a spot." I, you know, the, I'm not bringing it up for the quote that Isaiah George has here, but I think to myself, what type of spot? Is Isaiah George going to have? I, he could be fantastic. You have Ryan Pulak signed long term. You have Adam Pellick signed long term. You've got Scott Mayfield for another seven years. I assume you're going to sign back both Alexander Romanoff and Noah Dobson, right? After the big trade you made for Romanoff, giving up the 13th overall pick, I assume you're signing him back. He's a restricted free agent, and Dobson's a restricted free agent. Right, you've got that one spot available. Who Samuel Bolduc looks like he's he's going to be fighting for that position. Sebastian Ajo. It's just like where are you going to see a guy like Isaiah George slide in? There's only one spot available because all of our defensemen are going to be signed long term. That's the problem. There's there's no upward mobility from the guys in the farm system. Not that our farm system is great because it's not. It's you know one of the worst in the league, but still. Wouldn't you like to see a pathway for some of these guys? That's why I keep on saying you don't sign bottom six guys to long-term deals. You just filter in young guys who make no money, 
And if they prove themselves, you give them the contract extensions. If they don't, you move on because there's always some new ham and egger coming up to play on the bottom bottom six. That's not the way we go. And the same thing with defensemen. Why did you sign Scott Mayfield back? I, I just, it made no sense. Too much money, too long term for a guy who's in his 30s. It's just, it's, it's so backwards and so dumb, honestly. Scott Mayfield said, you know, he wanted to come back because the Islanders want to win. And we believe in this group. If I have to hear that one more time, <laughs> get to the podcast. Go do the podcast. That's Look very good. I don't know if you see me who looks like I'm cowering down over here, like on my hands and knees. I do notice that. Oh, looky here. That's a good one. This is by Tony Cheese. Oh, man. I love all the Photoshop pictures there. Yes, nice one, Tony I like Cheese. It too. Get like to the podcast. Get okay. to the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. My Arnold used to be much better. I, it sucks. Yeah. Kind of like Lou's general manager, general managing abilities used to be much better when he was younger. Same thing with your Arnold impersonation, Grumpy. Okay. Just nice. with age, my friend, just with age. That's fine. Um, I do want to go ahead and mention, you're talking about the prospects, right? Our prospect pool isn't very good. No, Grumpy, you're just not paying attention. You're not reading enough of the information that's out there. If you listen to some of the Lamanites, they're telling us, hey, a lot of the guys who are prospects are getting slept on. Don't listen to Corey Pronman. What the hell does that guy know? He only gets paid to judge and talk about prospects all the time. What do all of these websites who rank players, what do they know? They know absolutely nothing. Phil but knows. Phil you, knows more better than anybody else. It's you, funny. Phil was ripping certain Ranger um, uh, prospects. Pro prospects, and I'm like, Okay, I like said I don't know a whole lot of Ranger prospects. Phil doesn't either, but you know he never <laughs> doesn't waste his time. You know he doesn't hesitate to rip and say how much this guy sucks. And he's like, well, look at the stats from Matthew Maggio and this guy. And I'm like, you know what? And then you'll read about what other people say about this player, and it's like, man, are they all wrong or is Phil wrong? Well, it's Phil. He's wrong. No, Grumpy, he's not wrong. Now, you had sent me an article, Grumpy, and I've got it pulled up, a few of the items pulled up on it. There was an article released by Corey Promen. He was talking about the top prospects under the age of 23 years old. Top so, players. I'm sorry, top players. Top hockey players under the age of 23 years old. They could be NHLers. They could be prospects. They could be college. It could be anything. Top hockey players under the age of 23 years old. And how long was that list, Grumpy? How many people did it go? 166 players. 166. There's 32 teams in the league. We should be at a spot where probably the Islanders have about four, right? You'd figure maybe four at least on that list. That's being on the safe side. Minimum. Probably closer, Minimum. closer to five. If we were just looking at an average, every team should have about four or five yeah. on that list. Well, the Islanders did have one name on that list. That's it. We didn't see, you know, you had available. We'll go over some of the names of some of the guys, right? Simon Holmstrom. He's under 23 years old. Uh -uh. He didn't make the list. He didn't make Matthew Maggio. Nope. He's a guy who lit up the OHL last year. Oh, oh, he didn't make it. Oh, okay. Uh -uh. William DeFore. He went ahead two years ago and lit up the queue and then played really well his first year in Bridgeport. He didn't make the list grumpy. Nope. Huh. <sighs> Isaiah George, he's on the age of 23. Did he make the list? The future, you know, automatically going to make the team next year. He didn't make the list. Nope. 
Bull Duke, he's under the age of 23 years old, I think, too, right? Did not make the list. Huh. Well, he was not, he was not list worthy. It makes you wonder. We start going through some of those names. These are all the names that the, the cartel media puts out to us. This guy's ready. This guy's ready. Man, they're hungry. They're ready to make an impact. Well, the actual guy that made the list for us was Danny Nelson. Who the hell is Danny Nelson? For those who may not be aware, it was our draft pick from this year, our second-round pick, Danny Nelson. I never would have thought. When Grumpy read his name off to me, because him and I were talking over the phone for this one, I was like, I said, Danny fucking Nelson made the list. I'm like, who? I said, what? I said, he was the guy we had picked this year, right? Danny Nelson? Do you want to know what I said when I read it? I'm like, oh, yeah, Danny Nelson. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we. Yeah, that's right. He was our second-round pick this year. Our, well, our first pick, our first pick, but he was in the second round. And I actually was – I was just – I didn't know – I knew we had to be on the list somewhere because otherwise the Islanders would not have been tagged in that particular uh, – that article. <laughs> You know, when it says most prospects, we're usually not tagged in those articles. I'm going to let like, you read this, though, Grumpy. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, so I'm scrolling down and scrolling down and scrolling down, and we run across a lot of the names of people we know, the Three Amigos, uh, which was uh, a D-cut nickname uh, where we have McMichael, Kaliev, and uh, Tomasino. They were all in the list, all above Danny Nelson. And I just found it interesting. Atu Ratu was on the list, also ahead of Danny Nelson, which I found interesting. And Danny Nelson at 137 of 166. And, you know, hey, great. I mean, we know that Danny Nelson's not going to be here for a number of years. I believe he's uh, playing in college. I don't. I think he's playing for Notre Dame. I, I don't know what school he's playing for. Excuse me on that. I'll plead my ignorance on that. But he won't be here for a number of years, which is fine. And maybe he turns out to, to be something. He seems like he's got the size, uh, you know, six foot two, six foot three, two hundred plus pounds. Um, supposedly, you know, he can play center or even defense. Good for Danny Nelson. But the bigger question for me was always, why, why don't we have anyone else that you know the mainstream hockey media considers prospect worthy? I mean, isn't that is that disturbing to anyone else? Maybe it's not. A lot of fans think, well, we don't need draft picks because look, look who we got. We got JG Pajot and Kyle Palmieri and all these other ham and egg hacks. I don't know. But when you're an older team, I think it's imperative that you know you kind of have some younger players on there to move up. I know I've been through this a hundred times before. X, if you could throw up a couple of comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna just hit some comments here. Matthew B, uh, Michael B says, looking forward to this episode more than the start of the Islanders series um, season. Well, series season, it doesn't matter. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. We're gonna find out. We're gonna be doing our predictions probably next week, and we'll find out where we are. Dale S says, over and under Lou trades a 2024 first round pick by the deadline. Um, I don't think there's any way that doesn't happen. He will absolutely trade the first round pick. So we'll be without a first round pick again this year. Uh, Nick D says, holy cromoles, TJ. I thought you quit and started a new podcast called the Detroit Red Wings Never Rolls Right Podcast. It's been too long. Yes, TJ was, he actually stayed here for a couple of days and then he went uh, to his in-laws and I'm sure he had a great time. We certainly enjoyed having him. Uh, Frank K says almost preseason hockey time. 
next Tuesday night, Islanders Rangers. Anthony Rizzi, is there any video of training camp anywhere? No, I'm sure they don't want to you know, show off any secrets. And who knows what they're doing with the young guys anyway. Uh, I think regular training camp started, I think, yesterday, I think, or maybe today. Tony Cheese says, I want Sun X to read Bailey's goodbye letter. TJ already took care of that, Tony Cheese. And look at that poor baby. Looks like he's in a hostage-type situation. Declan says, thoughts on interviews. I'll say Matt talking like a leader. Lane said he's becoming that guy in the locker room. Locker room, get the man his C. Absolutely. He should already be the captain. They should say to average Anders, hey, you're, you know what? We're going in another direction. Matt Barzell is the leader of this team going forward. Do you have a problem with it? And if he's the leader that he professes that he is, he should say, yes, I'm going to do it for the team. That's that's just my thing. That's all I'm saying. Rick Romer says, hey, guys, new fan here. All right. Now, see, this was a trick for X. Rick Roma has been on this podcast for quite a while now. But you know what? He knows how to trick trick uh, group uh, to trick Sun X into getting his comments up. Pretty slick maneuver, Rick. I like it. Tommy Baffey says, New York Islanders and New York Rangers, Tuesday night at MSG. That's one of TJ's buddies, Tommy Baffey. Everyone knows that. Nick Canetta says, heard George impressed at rookie camp and DeForest spent the whole offseason focusing on skating. Nice to hear he's aware of his flaws because he has the other tools to be a quality guy. Exactly. Um, you know what? Let's see how they play with the big boys. That's all I have to say. I'm interested to see how they play with the big boys. It's important. It's good right. to look. Is there a problem? Yes, there's a fucking problem. Grumpy. You're gone for 15 minutes. You're gone for 15 minutes. I put this up so you could fucking read it. I talked about it. You didn't. Remember, I can hear everything you're saying even when I walk away, Grumpy. He spends three seconds. He talks more about everybody else. He says, Dan Nelson, he's a big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds. He's got good size. I think he's playing college hockey somewhere. He's going to be gone for a while. He didn't talk anything about the fucking player. That's why I put it up. I put up even the cheat sheet so you could talk on, about it on. there. There's a, there's a flashing comment <sighs> from Tommy Bach says, Sun X, how long till T Sun TJ takes a bathroom break? Well, here we are. The show started at what time? 8.30? And here it is, 10 after 9. Well, actually, it's probably 9 o'clock. If you look in the top left corner, it tells you how long the show's been on for, Grumpy. So about 40 minutes. Well, the, yeah, but you went to the bathroom about 10 minutes ago. So half hour. Yeah. Thank you. you could just, that's one you could probably flash up all night long. Uh, Grumpy, I'm just, look, just. Look at that. I like how it flashes. It's like flashing. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, it's it's freaking X over here. Um, I okay, but hold on, Grumpy. I okay. Do you see what I mean, X? Now, now I can't wait to talk. I leave Grumpy for five seconds. Can't carry a conversation, even when I give him a prompt and a topic, and then we get, just starts. Let's if I have to it. blow my nose, you got to stop the show because you're like, oh, what do I do now? Whoa. Get off it, please stop. So, uh, you know, uh, anyway. Kind of a shock. I wouldn't say really a shock at all that there's only one Islander on that list. I'd say it's disappointing. I'd say it's disappointing. But I do want I do want to talk about this too, Grump. This year. We're going into camp, right? We know Parise won't be there. I do want to ask you who's got the most to prove in camp? Oliver Wallstrom. That's the guy, Oliver Wallstrom. I disagree. 
I think Who's it's your... Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. Absolutely. He's an established veteran. Um, got a big contract. What does he have to prove? He's already made. He's a made man. Oliver Wallstrom is a guy who has to prove something in camp. Can he be anything more than what he's been? Okay. Here's the thing. With the trade that we made for Bo Horvat, with the contract he's given, with how poorly he played last year, he's got the most to prove. Does he revert back to the Bo Horvat that we saw for years and years and years in Vancouver, or does he have? Does he continue to catch lightning in a bottle like he did last year in Vancouver for the first half before he signed that big extension? He's got the most to prove to me. Oliver Wallstrom, I'm going to let you know something. Oliver Wallstrom has definitely something to prove. I, maybe, maybe you should have worded the question differently. I said, who's got the most approved there in Canada? Yeah, that's Oliver Wallstrom. If you want to say who um, who has to I – don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's not no, most I'm going to stick with how I originally worded it. Yeah, that's know. not it. I, I, had it I, had, I had my thoughts on it, but I forgot. Oh, what can I tell you? Fuck, Grumpy. Hey, X. I don't know what that is. Old Thomas. Right there, Grumpy. Um, I, I, you know, I'll put it to you like this. I think during camp, they have the most to prove. I think Oliver Wallstrom is going to be th thrown on the third line. I don't think that, he's going to be playing on the third line every fucking shift, every freaking game. That's where he's going to be cemented. What, is, what does Bo Horvat have to prove? He's the first line center. Bo Horvat has to prove like he can play like the guy that we're paying him to be. And I he's going to prove that, hey, that, that chemistry that they had for a six or seven game stretch with Matt Barzal, that wasn't just an that, accidental blip. Maybe it's going to be continued. Maybe the question is which player has the most pressure to perform this year? No, I still like who's got the most to prove. That's Oliver Wallstrom. Everyone else is, already has their spot assigned. Oliver Wallstrom is the one guy who has to prove that he deserves to play every day. Everybody else is going to be there. Everyone else, all those spots are assigned. They were signed at the end of last year. The only guys coming back from injury is Oliver Wallstrom. He was in and out. You know, hey, he wasn't as good as everyone thought he was going to be last year. He has, still has to prove it. In my opinion, a young guy has to prove that he deserves to be in the roster. Certainly on this team, that's the case. Yeah. Uh, during camp, though. I'm thinking they got the most proof. Now I'll be interested to see. What does Bo Horvat have to prove in training camp? What does Bo Horvat, your number that, one center, that, your number one center, what does he have to prove in training camp that he knows how to tie his skates? Because he'll be out there to start. In my in my opinion, that motherfucker better hit the damn ground running during training camp during the year. I you better see him putting up points in droves. He's playing alongside with Matt Barzal. He's got a whole hell of a lot more asked of him than Oliver Wallstrom does. The burden of performance is much higher. He's got a lot to prove. For a guy who came out and shit a fucking egg last year, he's got the most to prove. You could say a guy who's coming back from an injury, the ACL injury. Remember how long it takes? It takes two years to bounce back from an ACL injury. Remember that, Grumpy? We've heard that so many times. You know, For Oliver Wallstrom, how much am I going to expect him to perform? And what do I expect from him playing on the third line, not getting any power play time? Probably not much. I don't think he's going to perform. They're not going to put him in a situation to perform. So that's why I think the most. That's why I think who is who's got the most approved during camp? Who's got the most approved this year? It's Bo Horvat. If Oliver Wallstrom doesn't prove that he deserves to be in the lineup every night and become a viable member of the team, 
He'll be traded at the deadline. Yes, I do agree with that. So he has the most to prove. Bo Horvat's going nowhere. He has nothing to prove. Do you think Anders Lee has anything to prove? Nope. His game is regressing every single second. His game regresses. <laughs> do you think that Kyle Palmieri has something to prove? No. Nope. Do you think Those Peter guys Engvall has something to prove? Nope. Any of these the guys? expectation for them is different than the expectation for Bo. Bo Horvat, the expectation is he's your second best forward. You don't oh. sign a guy to a freaking, what is it, an eight, eight plus million dollar a year contract, uh, you know, unless and put him on the first line as a center if you don't expect him to perform. The expectation is that he's going to freaking perform. I think he's got the most approved for a guy who did zero production last year in the regular season and the postseason. That guy has the most to do. He was a half a point a game player for the Islanders. On the first line playing power play time. Wow, guys. Wow, man. That's a that's, that's the hard the bird. Islanders. That's the Islanders. That's Bo Horvath. You could say, say that about Matt Barzell then as well, right? He's got the most to prove. I think he's got a lot to prove this year. I don't think they have anything to prove. They need to perform, but that's not that's not a prove it type thing. They when you're getting paid the big money, you have nothing left to prove. You you know how they you know how they show that uh, you've proved it? They give you the money. That's how you show that you've made it. Look at the contract that Wallstrom signed this offseason. I mean, it was like practically a vet minimum deal for one year. He's got to prove it. That's a prove it deal. He's banking on himself. I hope it works out for him. I do too. It won't though. I hope it banks out. I hope it works out for him. Yep. Anyway. Continuing along here, let's look at a few more comments. Uh, Rick Roma said, "Did anybody see the new Jennifer Lawrence movie that makes uh, that that takes place in Montauk? Um, there's a scene where a guy is wearing a Lee jersey, the best captain in the NHL. See now, X X. I heard you mention this earlier. X is being duped by Rick Roma. I, this is this is not true. X, you've posted another comment." That is probably erroneous. Rick Roma is not a first-time listener, as Grumpy had mentioned. This is probably not happened as well, X. But see, Rick Roma's tricky. He's tricky over here. I like it. He's tricky. But here's the thing. Rick Roma, you know, he had no pro problem selling the uh, Glenn Gar Gary leads. That's what he wanted. Glenn Gary Glenn and Ross. he's showing that he knows how to get those leads. Smart. Very smart. All right, X, we're not going to comments yet, so stop fucking popping the comments up, please. You John know? Falcone says. No, we're not. Grumpy, we still have topics to talk about. Jesus H, Grumpy. John hey. Falcone says, looking forward to seeing Maggio and the four next week. Grump needs to brush up on his on his Arnold accent. Maybe he should catch that Netflix special. I did watch Your Arnold Netflix. accent is fucking awesome. I know it's bad. I know it's bad. Please it used to be good. stop, Grumpy. It used to be good, but it's not good now. I know it. I know it. It's all right. And that's bad. Um, I, I do also want to mention here, right? We've got a lot of things to look at too. We disagree on we think who who's got the who needs to perform, who's got the most pressure to perform. You, you know, you could you could cut most it. to prove is what you said. Who's got most the most to prove? It's, it's Bo Horvath. Yeah, absolutely. What does he have to prove? He's he's a what an eight, a six, seven year veteran. What's he got to prove? He's a proven NHL player. Okay, just because you're playing the NHL doesn't mean you don't have anything to prove. That's where you're confused, I think, Grumpy. That's fine. No, I'm not confused. I think you are. You worded your question stupidly as usual, mm. and I'm calling you out on it. That's all. Yeah, sure. Um, I will say this year, too. I think it's Horvat. I'm interested to hear what people think, uh, listeners of the show. Think, well. You hate Bo Horvat. That's why. Who's who's second 
Alexander Romanoff, does he have something to prove? No. Oh, no, he doesn't? He gets paid a pittance. He's a guy who is... He is what he is. He is what he is. I don't have any hope at all that he's going to be significantly better. He is what he is. Bo Horvat was signed, traded for and signed off of freaking career-like production, and he came here and shit an egg. He has the most to prove. Are you going to play like you did last year when you're having a career production, or are you going to play like a pile of shit like you did at the end of last year? So for the That's devil, the most approved, in my, in my opinion, is. So for the Devils, Timo Meyer is the guy who has Yes, Timo Meyer has the most approved for the Devils. Absolutely. He signs a huge contract. He gets moved at the deadline and pulls up a complete goose egg. He's got the most approved this year for the, for the Devils. Absolutely. The pressure might be on him. He has nothing to prove. Oh, there's nothing to prove. Now there might be pressure on him to produce, but there's nothing for him to prove. Nothing. He's already an established NHL player and a good one. I don't think a simpleton such as yourself even comprehends the questions that you ask. I do understand the com. I do understand the questions that I pose, Grumpy. Absolutely, I do. So yes, Meyer does have a lot to prove. He's got the most to prove for the Devils. That's for certain. That's for sure. You're a poser. Uh huh. You know, I think he's got the most to prove. Isaiah George. He hasn't even made it in the NHL. He's probably got the most to prove. He's got nothing. He hasn't played a single a single minute there in the NHL. He's got the most to prove. Will he be in the AHL this year, or does he still have to be in juniors? He'll he'll be in the AHL. He's above the age for juniors. Okay, I thought he had to be two years after your draft class before he could move up. Uh, Give me a sec. You better make the big team. I think they said he's going to be playing for Bridgeport. I don't remember here. He's drafted in 22. I guess uh, he did play last year all year with the the London Knights. Is it two years? I guess two years. Okay. So we'll be back in juniors. Okay. He'll be back in juniors then. ETA? Never. It's a lot. Let's let's be honest. He's not even going to get a legitimate shot to make the team. For at least another three years. Won't be this year. Next year, you think they're going to throw him right from juniors into the lineup? Mm-mm-mm. They're absolutely going to spend a year at Bridgeport and then maybe a third year if he shines. Maybe then he'll be up here. That's the way this team works. Danny Nelson, get your education, my man. He's going to be playing four years in college and then Bridgeport. He's at least five years away. Let's say he plays three years in college. He's got at least two years in Bridgeport. He's five years away. By the time he is eligible to play for the Islanders, he'll be out of that, uh, you know, top under 23 guys. Top under 23 year olds. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe you will, Grumpy. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, what are you looking forward? What are you looking to the most? Because, right, they'll have they'll have some practices. I'm sure they'll have some footage. They'll have some information for us. You know, before that Tuesday game, I mean, what what are you looking forward to probably the most is preseason? Right? We talked about who's got the most to prove. We disagree. But who who are you looking forward to looking or to watching the most? I'm looking – what I want to see is who's going to be the left wing on the first line. Is it going to be Anders Lee? I, I God, I hope not, because that doesn't work. Why would that it not be? Work. Because he doesn't work on that line. That's that's my number one thing going into preseason. What are we going to do on the first first wing, uh, first line, left wing? Who's it going to be? 
It cannot be Anders Lee. It just cannot be. He's honestly, he's a third line player now. Look, yes, he is. But looking at how our roster is composed, there's no other place that he works. He gets paid seven million dollars a year. So what? That was a great con okay. You can't that's, that's the Billy Martin thing. You know what? You sit every night then. That's what you do. You sit. You're not good enough. There are guys better. If Maggio is better, or DeFore, DeFore won't be better. But if Maggio and Maggio won't be better either, I'm just throwing scenarios out there. If you see somebody who's better than Anders Lee, he should sit. I don't care that he's the captain. I don't care that he's got three more years after that, whatever many years he's got left on his contract. I don't care. Well, that's that's what I was about to go ahead and mention. You know, for me, I'm looking forward to seeing the most. What I'm looking forward to seeing the most is how Maggio and DeForest skate. Right? Like the, the way I look at preseason is the things I look forward to the most are the guys I'm not going to see for the remainder of the year. I'm not going to see because I, I, I don't watch any Bridgeport games. For people who do and they watch all the Baby Islander games and the New York Islander games, hats off to you. A round of applause. Okay. I, that's a lot of fucking hockey to watch. You're talking about like 160 plus games, uh, you know, over a stretch of like not even like 200 days. No, I, I couldn't do that. But there are some who do that. Congratulations to you. I can't do that. I can't so do that. I will be very interested to see how does William DeForest skate? We saw him up against the historic Boston Bruins last year. Was benched by like five midway minutes. through the second second period. So played five minutes. Yeah, five minutes total. So how does he look? How does he skate? That's an important thing for me. How does Maggio look? How does he skate? What's the compete level look like? What do we see out of those type of guys? Do we see jump in their step? Or those guys with all the hard work they've been putting in the best shape of their lives? Do they still look like they're moving at a, uh, you know, they're they're just they're just putt putting. They're just moving at a pedantic pace, just nice and slow. Because I guess what? If Dufour doesn't look like, hey, he's one of the better skaters or at least a competent skater out there, uh, I think the likelihood of him making an NHL roster just continues to get slimmer and slimmer. I guess. I'm not even not that I'm not interested in the prospects. They have no shot of playing this year, not a one. When the organization, like with Maggio, like I mentioned up off the top, when the organization comes says we want you to be a leader in Bridgeport, dude, that means you have zero shot of making the team. Yep. It's just it's just not happening. I don't care how well he plays, he's going to start the year in Bridgeport. Maybe he sets the world on fire. He won't, but maybe he will. Maybe he'll force their hand. I think that's best case scenario. To start the season, though, who's going to be playing left wing? Is it going to be Anders Lee? Because then you're not going to see good production out of Bo Horvat or Matt Barzell because they're playing a man short on the first line. That's what it. That's what it is. Like you ever see those things? Like when a plane gets its wing cut off, <laughs> crashes into the ocean. That's what happens. Nothing to stabilize the other side. Now, Rick Roma brings this up, and it's something I wanted to go ahead and talk about. Thomas Tatar signed a one-year, $1.5 million contract with Colorado. Lou couldn't make that work. That's right. You remember, everybody was talking, and Ethan Stefan was like, oh, yeah, it's quiet, maybe Tatar. And all the, Islander, all the Islander hopefuls. Oh, this sounds like it's got Lou written all over it. They're rubbing their hands. Yeah, Thomas Tatar. Nothing out of Thomas Tatar's camp. He's got Lou connections. Oh, man, we're going to bring in Thomas Tatar. He's going to replace Zach Parise. Remember that, Grumpy? Do you remember what I said to that? Both of us. Both of us, Grumpy. No I fucking said, way. Their, their offseason is done. 
it's over. That's yeah. it. Thomas Tatar, he probably – now, here's the thing. He could probably play first-line left wing on this miserable team. Sure. Absolutely could. Absolutely. They couldn't make that work because they're over the cap. They have no money. You want to know why they have no money? Because they signed Varlamov and Engvall and Mayfield back to kind of big, long contract extensions. Oh, but the AAV is down. Yeah. Maybe the AV is a little bit down, but here's the thing. Did you need Scott Mayfield as a bottom pairing defenseman to make $3.5 million a year? You did not. Did you need a backup goaltender who's going to play 25 games a year to make $2.75 million for four years at the age of 35? Probably you not. did not. Yep. Did you need a uh, an average ham and egger who looked okay playing with Brock Nelson and Kyle Palmieri for – a month or two, did you need to sign him to a seven-year deal? A guy who's been a bottom six player his whole career? You did not. That's what happens when you see all these other guys signing one-year prove-it deals. And when I mean prove it, hey, we're looking to cash in again, like your Jonathan Quicks and your Blake Wheelers, $800,000 a year. Why would we have not have done something like that? Thomas and Tart, one year, $1.5 million. Why did why did Lou feel that he had to give long-term deals when everyone else is giving short-term deals? Has he won a Stanley Cup in recent memory? No, he is not. He's just, he is innovative, Grumpy. A lot of times what you say is when people go against the grain, they're innovative. That's a nice way to say it. And when I think of innovators, I usually think of 80-year-olds. They usually are the people who innovate. They're not the people who are getting passed up on. Those are guys who are just way ahead of their time. That's all, Grump. It's the same thing he's done ever since they've had this. I mean, ever since he's been a GM in Jersey, sign guys to long, long-term deals for big, big money. Remember, remember Kovachuk? Remember him? Yeah. Ten-year contract extension. I thought it was more than that. Was it only ten? No, I think it was only ten. But it's like, I just he just there's certain players. I just think you know he trades for guys. He's like, yeah, these are the guys I'm comfortable with. It was a 15-year contract. Oh, it was 15. Even yeah, 15, 100 million at that time. Yikes. Okay, I want you to fucking let this sink in for a second. Ilya Kovachuk is 40 years old. The contract that Lou signed him to, hold on a second. This is laughable. Hold on one second here, Grumpy. This is freaking amazing. The contract that Lou handed out he, at 40 years old currently, well, Kovachuk would still have another two years left on his contract with a $6.6 million a year AAV. God damn, Lou. Oh, this is the guy who handles our cap situation. We have is it, is it any wonder that the Devils were horrid for so many years after he left? Fuck. I... Okay. How long? How long years. How long was he realistically running the show in Toronto? A year and a half, and they said, uh-uh. "If that, nope. you're, you're, we're kicking you upstairs." They're like, "No, we can't have somebody tearing up our franchise." Let me ask you this: I wonder, in 2010, did they not have no move contracts or mo no mood or no trade clauses or no move clauses that they could put in there? Because I noticed that there is no clause in this contract that was signed in 2010. I don't think they had any of those back then. Oh, my God. 
Hard to believe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 15-year contract. He still would be under for two more years. Yikes. He wanted Kovachuk playing till he was 42 years old. Get yeah. what you get. Yes. The fans want winning. We want winning. We want to win. Let's go ahead and sign. If, if Honestly, if seriously, if Lou Lamarillo could sign guys for more than eight-year contracts, that motherfucker would be signing guys for more. I, could you imagine if they're like the maximum you could sign players to is 12-year contracts? Sorokin would have got a 12-year contract. Barzal would have got. He would be handing out 12-year contracts like candy. Yeah. It's only since they changed the rules to minimize the length of the contract. Like I said, sometimes that's what that's a lot of times that you have to um, protect the owners from themselves or the GMs from themselves. You don't. You know what it's like. It's not even from themselves. It's to help the next guy. I think too. You know what it's like. I'm going to give Grumpy a term that he's going to know. Like fantasy sports. Grumpy loves his fantasy sports. It's like if they have a keeper league, they don't let you keep every single player because if the prior owner is such an idiot or the prior general manager is such an idiot, it screws it everything up for the team's future. It absolutely does. Um, I don't know what the hell Grumpy's typing, but he's working on something. CJ says here, my birthday is the 27th of September. Well, we'll make sure to wish you happy birthday. Like, uh, next Wednesday. Yes, age is a scary thing. I'll be 38. Still a boy, still a boy yet. Uh, Matthew S says, TJ Grumpy, how about the Babcock stuff? That's a great top. Oh, hold on a second. We need to do our ad read before. Yes, we, we do. Babcock stuff. That's right. Was that what you were about to type in? That's what I was typing up. It took you that long to type ad a D? No, that's not what I do. Thanks. Um, Where's the ad? How come you're not reading it yet? Why don't you have it up? Shush, 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 shush. Hold on, what is this? Um, verbatim. Oh my God! Shit. It's nice that TJ, you know, was fully prepared to do the ad read. It's something he enjoys doing. Yeah, it's something I really love to do. You know what? It looks like they maybe changed up a couple of words because TJ's really stumped right now. Hey, yeah, that's it. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Grumpy. We're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us on the NFL action with great offers every single game. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down five or throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. The football is more fun to watch when you're in the action. So download the app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in, or 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, you have to use the promo code THPN. And the crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hope Penny. Yes, Hope Penny, the infamous Hope Penny. In Connecticut, 
Help was available for uh, uh, for ga- uh, for problem if you have a gambling problem. Uh, if you go ahead and call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Um, please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas there. Um, a, licensee, a licensed uh, partner of Golden Nugget Lake Charles. God, uh, must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. So void, you could, so you void could in act- Ontario, see the sports book, uh, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Go ahead, Grumpy. So you can still be on Corey Promen's list and be able to gamble. Yeah, you can. You can gamble. You're still young enough, but I heard that they're putting a gambling kiosk at Bridgeport Arena. Uh, are you just fucking with me right now? No. Are you being serious? Yes. Where'd you see this? Lighthouse hockey. And you didn't feel like letting me know this before the show? I just let you know now. What the fuck, Grump? What does it matter? We've talked about this on the TJ and Grumpy Old Man show numerous not, times. Not in, not in a hockey arena. We talked about it in the NFL. I thought the NFL all was a lot more in on gambling than the NHL. Damn, but I guess they're all the same. Probably bet on the Bridgeport Islanders to not score. <laughs> oh, God. I want to bet on uh, Ruslan Ishikov to score a hat trick. Um, you, notice no you notice how no one's even talking about Ruslan Ishikov? Right. Um, here you go. Matthew says, TJ Grumpy, how uh how about the Babcock stuff? Mike Babcock happened to pop up in the news. Now, we talked a little bit about this on our Sunday show. Now, this is why you have to, and I mean absolutely have to watch. You have got to watch the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show because we talked about this. We had a great time talking about it, but we're gonna go in a little bit more in depth. Now, to set the story. Early I don't think. Summer. I don't think. Honestly, you should just listen to that show because I cannot recreate the epic rant on Paul Bichonette. I can't do it. What the fuck? You said you were going to go even more crazy on the show today. Now you're not going crazy. I did the other day. It's like I said when you spring things on me, I had that knee jerk reaction, and now I still feel the same way. But you know, whatever it is, what it is, he resigned. Okay. So before Grumpy, again, Grumpy just, I'm trying to set a fucking story and he interrupts like that. So Babcock was hired this summer by who? Some of you may ask by the Columbus Blue Jackets, our division foes, the miserable Columbus Blue Jackets who had an early lottery selection this year. He was going to be doing a full on rebuild with this miserable roster, trying to make them more of a competitive team. Well, what had happened was, he went ahead and met with the captain. He met with the captain and, and Grumpy. Now, who the hell is the captain again in Columbus? Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner. Thank you. He met with Boone Jenner, and uh, he wanted to do a team-building exercise. He wanted to go ahead and meet. They wanted to, he said, show me the pictures on your phone. He wanted to get to know them, get to know his family, get to know a little about him, maybe some quirky, funny ones with him and his kids, stuff like that. Well, Paul, Paul, Paul Bichonette, Paul Bichonette had a little something different to say about this because Paul Bichonette happened to get a few of the players, the players on the Columbus Blue Jackets who reached out to him about this. 
And I'll only put it you like this. Long story short, it ended with Mike Bobcock without a job. Now, I'm going to pull up the clip, Grumpy, but what do you think about that with, with Paul Bichonette? I, I, don't, I don't like him. I've lost all respect for him, period. He's caught, he cost the man his job because he's a bitch. That's just all it is. He was a, he was a substandard ham and egger for a few years, kicked around the league, and now he, you know, he runs his mouth. Hey, I don't deprive anyone making money any way they can. Um, but when you're costing people's jobs because you want to act when he, you thinks he's holier than thou, right? Um, and if you listen to what some of the other players said, this is totally misrepresented by by Bichonette. Um, and you know, we just you know ask if there's any pictures. He, what Babcock was trying to do, he was trying to rehab his image from his days in Toronto, and he wanted to do something to have like a team building exercise by having guys you know show pictures of their family and stuff they're into over the summer, uh, you know trips or vacations, stuff like that. And Bitchnet tried to say like, oh, what if you know showing dick pics and this and that the other thing. I said, well, you know what, bitch, maybe. Not everyone has dick pics on their phone like you do, okay? Because that's all he was thats all he was fixated on, was dick pics. Like I said, I'm sure he's got plenty where he's in compromising positions with dicks. I'm sure he is. You know what? That doesn't mean everybody in the world feels that way, bitchinette. And the fact that you cost a man a job, you should be embarrassed. And that's what Boone Jenner came out and talked about. He said that. Now, uh-oh. Oh man, there's other things. Oh, hold on. This is this is a new twist to the story just released today, Grumpy. That there's even more things that haven't come out. Last week we said what we said on the podcast, and obviously we were very animated about it, and we did so based on what I had heard at that point. Never hold. Oh my god. I'll tell you one thing. Fuck this guy is right. Let me let me see let me see if I can find the original clip because it's a it's a, a I, I don't want to do this disservice because I'll let you listen to this that cost a man his job. That's right. And we'll, we'll listen to this. We'll listen to the uh, to this. Not I don't even know if it's an apology. It sounds like he's taking a few steps backward. Is the way it sounds to he's me. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. His name from now on is Paul Bitchinette. When Gretzky looks at him like he's a fucking ass clown, there's a reason. I feel bad for Gretzky having to sit next to him. He, you know, Gretzky, Gretzky's about as nice a guy as you're ever going to find. And he's got to sit next to this damn troglodyte. And he's like, just don't get too close. I don't want your whatever it is, whatever disease you're carrying to get near me. That's the way Gretzky looks at him. I don't blame him. But Gretzky's too, too nice a guy to say anything about him. No use for bitching that. Cost the man his job. Cost a man his job. That's the biggest problem I have. And he came out and said, well, you know, this is the player's podcast. And if you, you do something against the players, you're going to get called out for it and you're going to get yours at the end. That's what he said. Got the man fired. I have zero respect for Paul Bichonette. Zero. And that's being, that's being generous. When I say zero, I wish there was a number lower than zero. Lower than nothing. That's what he is. If somebody has the original clip, if they could link that to me, shit. I had this on the other damn, on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, Grumpy, but damn, it's tough to find now. Uh, you know, the algorithm changes. Let's listen here. I, we're going to do it backwards. We'll listen to the response there first, just because I don't want to have dead air. We'll listen to the this, this I guess, this change of maybe possible um, 
this change of I guarantee he's getting called out for it. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. He should lose his job. He should absolutely lose his job on TNT. Absolutely. He should be fired from that job. Let's hear let's it. Hold, let's hold this bitch to the same standard that he wants to hold Mike Babcock to. We said what we said on the podcast, and obviously we were very animated about it, and we did so based on what I had heard at that point. Never did I call for Babcock to get fired on the last podcast. I didn't give a flying f if he stuck around. Babcock's future didn't lie in my hands. It lied in the hands of the younger players in which he did even worse to that didn't come out and that still has been un under wraps in which probably because they want to protect these guys and just what they should be doing, focusing on hockey. My biggest ask here... Hold on a second. I've got to pause this. So the younger guys in this scenario didn't come out and talk about other issues that were coming. Didn't even talk to Paul Bissonette about this, where Paul Bissonette felt comfortable talking about Bichonette. this. Because Paul was very happy to go ahead and share information about sharing photos. There's other information that's going on that you you don't feel at liberty to discuss that it happened, but would make your case stronger, but you didn't talk about, uh, but okay. Those players aren't coming out and speaking about that right now. Okay. Gotcha. Let's just continue to listen here. Sure. Moving forward is any media member that steps around the team. Don't ask them about this anymore. Leave these players alone. This happened before training camp. The right guy is in the position absolutely now. Not. And past absolutely not. Those guys should be grilled every single fucking day. Coach lost his job. Because someone squealed to Bitchinette. I just find it funny. The guys who he was talking to said everything that Bitch said was totally misrepresented. Everything. Yes, the, the captain of the team who this conversation took Johnny place Gaudreau. between. Johnny Gaudreau as well. Okay, Johnny Gaudreau, another vet in the league, also said this. Okay. He didn't say, give me your phone. I'm going to look through the pictures. He says, can you send me some pictures of what you did? This It was a team-building exercise to try because he hasn't had the most warm and fuzzy relationship with players in the past. He was trying to change his image, so he was doing a team-building thing. And bitch here. Um, and now all of a sudden he wants a cover for the assistant coach who got the job. Fuck that. The assistant coach should be grilled too. Sorry, bitch. You can't have it both ways. I This guy's a useless piece of shit. And that's being nice, honestly. That's as nice as I could be about this, this human garbage. <laughs> Still, Vincent, if you're thinking, oh, this is cancel culture. No. This is a guy who's been known to do this shit. Okay. Doing the exact same shit. After he doesn't know. He doesn't know what actually happened. He does not know. He does not know. He doesn't know. He wasn't in Toronto. He's not in Columbus. He doesn't know. Bop, 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 bop. Everyone's running their mouths. He has no idea if this is like the other thing. He has no idea. He's a lying piece of shit dust. Continue. After going away for four years who just didn't learn his lesson. This guy has no, he does not deserve to be around the game. He doesn't deserve to be around these kids and especially have control of their futures in the palm of his hands. I'm I so just, glad he's not I, calling. I'm so glad he's not calling. He's calling from not calling from the be fired. He doesn't like, deserve to be around. I, that kind of sounds like you're taking an opinion or a stance on with a. He doesn't deserve to be around the kids or future or the future of their of their of their future. He doesn't deserve. This is a guy. This is a guy. Only he couldn't he couldn't keep dicks out of his mouth. That's all he kept saying about dick pics the whole time in the first clip. 
I'm like, dude, just because that's what you have on your phone doesn't mean that's what everybody has on their phone. You want to know how many dick pics I have on my phone? None. That's how many. Paul Bissonette, I mean, he's got to get external storage for dick pics. That's all he talks about. Staring at him. Ooh, look at this one. I like this one. That's the way he must be. He had also mentioned as well that he would, he was like, oh yeah. And like, he was being hyperbolic. He was hamming it up. He talked, he's like, oh yeah. He's like, if I knew he was going around asking for these pictures, I'd spread my butt cheeks and go ahead and let him take a look at my asshole or something like that. You're like, what the fuck? He's got no, like I said, he's got no problem with stuff like that. Good for you. That doesn't mean everybody's like you spreading their ass cheeks and, you know, one camera's looking up there. That's a you thing, bitch. That's what, not what most people do though. This I'm just going to tell you. Outrageous! <laughs> this is what I think it is. It's I get a text from a, a player. He goes, "Have you heard what Babcock is up to again?" And I'm like, "No." So he who's the player? And one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, and he says, "Let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are." What the f is going on? Is that is that even legal? I, 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 it feels like it's totally I illegal. Get him on the podcast to grill him about his antics as a head coach. Can like, worry about the forecheck. Worry can about it. Your... Can you pause it? What, Grumpy? Boone Jenner said that's absolutely not true. That's correct. So, whoever said this, I mean, because the only person in the room with Babcock and Jenner were those two guys. So, what player, what other player was in there? Was it some young player in there when he said this? He's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. When, bo when both Jenner and Bob Babcock come out and say that is not true, who are you going to believe, bitch or the two guys who are actually involved? I think we should listen to this third party who has a funny podcast where he talks about spitting chiclets and being a goon in the NHL. I think that's the guy we should listen to, not the two involved. He wasn't even a good goon. Okay, let's continue listening. Your, your personnel worry about getting the power play humming at an alarming rate. So you might have a chicken dicks chance of sneaking in a wild card spot. Why do you want to see throbbing dick pics <laughs> from your captain on his iPhone? I don't Wait. understand this. By the way, Boone, if I was Boone going Jenner into one Boone Jenner isn't bitchinette. Maybe he doesn't have throbbing dick pics like he obviously does throbbing dick pics. He just said it. He just thinks everyone has throbbing dick pics. I know he does. You know he does. Because when that's what he comes up with, that's what he has. You always accuse other people of doing what you do. He's got throbbing dick pics. Good for you, bitchinette. And then he's going to spread his ass with the throbbing dick pics. Stop, stop, stop. stop. Yeah, here, here it is. One of these meetings, having heard all these stories prior, I'm putting on like Rocky quotes on my photos. Oh, yeah. I'm putting on like my workout routine. Oh, yeah. You know what I would put on my phone? I'd be... Standing here in this chair with my bin staring him right in the eye with me holding my legs like this. What's wrong with this guy? Now, I hope this story is true because then we like look like real like big idiots. Oh, hold on. Hold on. This is the part here that gets me freaking that I just cannot stop. This portion right here. Bring him right in the eye with me holding my legs like this. What's wrong with this guy? Now, I hope this story like is true because then we. Holy shit. Can you please fucking wait? God damn. This is the part I'm trying to get to, Grumpy. Give me a sec. Oh, this one right here. It's true because then we look like real. I hope this story is true because then we look like real big idiots. But I think that Mike Babcock should come on this podcast and yep. clear the air as to why he wants to see Pierce nipples from Instagram thoughts in his players' phones. I hope this story is true 
Because if not, we look like real idiots. So you're going on your podcast. You know how popular the podcast is. And you're we're going out shit. there making it extremely hyperbolic for a guy who's had a checkered past. Where you know if something like that, an allegation was brought forward, it's going to be heavily looked into. And he's just like, fuck this. I, you know, I, whatever. I was just... It's, I hope this story is true. So you really were like, if you hope it's true, I guess you don't feel too confident with your source. You're not saying, I know this with 100% certainty that this has happened. You heard from one player. They sent you a text message or two. You didn't talk to him on the phone. They sent me a text. Oh, man, he asked to see the phone for Boone Jenner. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And this and is dropping dick pics. He's going to scroll through and see dick pics. Yeah, what he did is he said, airdrop me some photos of you, your family, what your hobbies are, so we could do a get to know summer. the team. What you did this summer. He wanted to make it like a family atmosphere. I guess to bitching that families are spreading their asses with throbbing dick pics. Right, <laughs> to each his own, but that it doesn't seem like everyone's not like you, bitching that. Everyone is not like you. I feel bad for Mike Babcock. I do. A man should not have lost his job with bitch because a bitch should not have lost his job because of that. Sorry. Now let's listen to the rest of this. This fantastic. Uh, it's almost like you hear. Let's listen to the rest here of the 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 uh, the uh, Paul missing that here. Uh, definitely backing things up. I didn't want anybody to get fired, but this guy shouldn't have his hands anywhere near a player. Thinking, oh, this is cancel culture. No, this is a guy who's been known to do this, sh doing what the shit? exact same. Sh after going away for four years who just didn't learn his lesson. This guy has no, he does not deserve to be around the game. He doesn't deserve to be around these kids and especially have control of their futures in the palm of his hands in which he seems to really flex that power dynamic has in the past and will continue to do it if you give him another job. We don't want to see these younger players grow through this bullshit anymore. And we think that with this situation coming out, it's going to send a message to that old boys club, the ones that are still around, that if you do step out of line again, we're going to fucking bend you over. No spit, no lube, sandpaper finish. This guy must take it up the air. That's, That's all I have to say. That's all he talks about. Bending guys over, ramming it in without spit or lube. I mean, what's the deal with this guy? An ass play. What's the deal with him in this? I'm quite confused, I will say, about this because all Paul Bissonette came out and said was they asked to see your photos. Is that like the old boys club? Like as if Boone Jenner didn't want to show his phone or his photos, do you think Boone Jenner could have said, no, I, I don't want to show you my photos. Do you think Bob Cock was holding the gun to his head? How do you think that happened? That's not at all how Boone Jenner made it sound. He said this is a gross mischaracterization. This is definitely not what happened when we had met and talked about seeing a few photos. So I don't know. Uh, Paul Bissonette is, I don't know. That's it just, he is what he is. I love how he's going out there saying, this is a player's podcast. I'll bet you his IQ is under, you. under 100, first of all. He's a dumb ex-jock. That's what he is, dumb. He's a moron. I bet you if you give him, if you want, you ask him to spell cat and you spot him the CEA, he still couldn't get it right. He's a dope. Okay. He runs his mouth. Okay. That's what he does. When you cost somebody their job, I have no respect for you. And he went after him. Absolutely went after him. Absolutely. He doesn't like Mike Babcock.
This That's doesn't sound this doesn't sound a lot like a guy who didn't care if somebody got fired, which he seemed to be saying on the 19th. That was just yesterday. We're a player's podcast. If you fuck with the players, your day will come. Well, it almost sounds like if you mess with the players, we're gonna go ahead and get your ass fired just like that. Isn't that f- wow, man? Pull Bissonette. That's crazy. It seems like you're changing up what you're saying and what your intentions are based off the whim of the public. Isn't that crazy? Oh, it's, can- well, it's absolutely cancel culture. It's, exa- it's exactly what it is. It's exactly Here's the thing. I'd love for TNT to say, you know what, buddy? You're too toxic for our show. I don't like don't vulgar like content. I don't like the vulgar language that you use. Yep. I don't like that talking about bending people over, no spit, no lube, no sandpaper. We feel it's a threat to our image. If a case a child runs across that, they like you on this, but then they run across that, it's a bad image for us. Hey, and he shouldn't have a problem with that. No. Sorry. Don't need you. Yeah. I and again, unless something completely new comes out that changes the atmosphere as of right now the story is as simple as this babcock was asked for to see some pictures to see what what you're up to this summer a little about your family a little about your hobbies what did you do this summer and uh and and paul bissonette completely took it in a different direction had a little great fun made some laughs and a guy lost his job because of it that's all we know at the moment maybe there's other things that paul bissonette's alluding to but probably not and the biggest problem i have with bissonette is he's he said you know, he did this in the past, so he's doing this again. Dude, you have no idea. This guy's been trying to rehab his image because he realizes he had an image problem. Guess what? When you get a little bit older, you kind of look back and think, yeah, I did that wrong. I'm going to try to correct some things. To think that he did the same thing is just asinine, particularly when he goes on other shows. Yes, I'm trying to rehabilitate my image and stuff like that. Don't think that he's going back and doing that stuff. It that just shows you how limited, how, what a limited intellect Bitchinette has. That's all it does, honestly. He's a moron. I mean, and I can say that because that's a guy with an IQ under fifty. So I can say yes, he's a moron. Let's go ahead and look at some comments here. Uh, and thanks, there, X, there for starring these up for us. John Falcone says Parise turns forty this year, right? Only thirty nine. Uh, maybe the whole season grind is just wearing on him. Well, he sold his house. And he's and done. Long always, he's always follow the real estate. Follow the real estate. That's a hundred percent right. Follow the real estate. Dale S says, TJ, it's time to get rid of the stash. Not yet. Not yet, Dale. Freedom, fun, and adventure, Grumpy. If prospects develop and the Islanders forward group look like this, it could be good. Barzell, Horvat, Wallstrom, Ishikov, uh, Croc, and DeFore, Finley. Danny Nelson, Maggio, uh, Lucas, Casey, Johnston, or Fashing. What do you think? No. No. That means we're a we're guess a what? Team. We're, we are a lottery team. Yeah. Um, CJ says here we should get Mitch Marner or Travis Konechny. Oh. Neither of those are happening, oh. unfortunately. No. Freedom Fun and Adventure here, Grump. Where's the family competition videos we promised? I still cannot stand lazy, non-engaged Josh Bailey. Can't stand anywhere pending. It was positive. Like bad relationships went in too long. That's what I, th- I thought. His, I thought his speech was too long. You know what? Good for Josh Bailey. I, I have no problem with him. Coach Tommy B. Tommy B says, what are two gents most excited about the Islanders preseason? I think we already talked about it. There it is. CJ Grumpy. Watch Bailey become a 35, 40 goal scorer with 40 assists. I bet he good because particularly if he plays in the beer league, uh, he'll fit right in. 
Still got nothing out there. Goon Goon Grump. TJ, pull up the New York Post article. Islanders banking on this duo to rekindle chemistry for a full season. I'd like to see Grumpy squeal and TJ pronounce. Shamil. Shamil. Sorry. Shamil. I don't what know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's not Shalil. Shalil. I don't know. Shlamil. Shlamil. It's not a fucking English word. It's Yiddish. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Well, you can't read. So what you can't read? It's not an English word. Sorry. It's so easy to pronounce if you just read it. Shlamil. CJ, the Red Loop and Power Ranger says, with Bailey's dedication, loyalty to our Isles, I really wanted him to win a cup with us. I do hope he fits with Carolina. No way Carolina takes him. No way. He can't. He doesn't fit in the Carolina system, not at all. Mm. Carolina's a winner. They're winners. He doesn't fit. Tommy Baffer says Josh is a class act, and when they retire his number, oh God, he will have grumpy old man as his guest speaker at the ceremony. Actually, I would do a great speech for Josh Bailey. John Falcone says the issue with these young guys is they don't know how to play a 200-foot game. There are a lot of young teams that are flashy in the regular season. They fail in the playoffs because they have younger guys who don't know how to play a 200-foot game and not just score goals and look flashy. Um, yeah, that's the way That's the way everything is nowadays. Look at me. Grugun says, Grumpy, how much do you charge for meet and greets? Free. Not enough. Not enough. Freedom Fun Adventure. Grumpy, today's the anniversary of Penny Smith photographing the most iconic image in music history. The clash is Paul Simeon smashing his bass at the Palladium in New York City. The London Calling cover. That was a great cover. Great cover. Joseph C., a resident uh, Rangers fan. The same The same guys seem to get hired all the time. Babcock. Babcock has been four years without a job. Tortorella. Sutter. Sports always does find a job, yeah. Yeah, Sutter, Laviolette, DeBoer, Tockett, etc. Tockett, Tockett, this is only Tockett's second job. I mean, but you know what? They win. Uh, if you win, you're going to get rehired. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you look at those guys. How many of those guys won Stanley Cups? Right? Tortorella did. Laviolette did. Babcock did. I mean, you know, you want guys who are successful. Um, Matthew S says nothing but class and heart, despite our opinions of him talking about Mark Bailey without a doubt. Yep. And, uh, I'm going to be the first, I'm going to be at the first, um, home preseason game at UBS arena. Um, it's going to be my first time there. Very good. I hopefully enjoy Brett. You have to let us know what you think of it. David Sean McDonald grumpy. The most obvious need has never been addressed. Screams GM of the year. The more Lou Ron talks, the sharper the whistle gets every time. The S is present. Some C's as well. Lou Ron. Good gracious here. CG says, uh, Lou gets rest during the season and the offseason. He only works two days a year. <laughs> uh, I guess that's just a trade deadline. And uh, when he makes media appearances, I guess. So that's right after the trade deadline. That's right. Dale S says, Grump is dead on. On why give a bottom six guy a long term deal makes no sense. Lou is clueless. It's just so dumb. And you could do that if you weren't in a salary cap. You have a salary cap. You can't. You want to save your money for the high for the supremely talented players because they're going to get paid. If you just have your whole team is just a middle class team or below middle class team, you're never going to win anything. Talent wins championships. Period. Adam P says. 
The only thing I can think of with these long-term contracts for lower AAV is that they will be moved. They're not going to be moved. They're immovable. When you have a guy who signs a seven-year contract at the age of 30 or 31, what appeal is that to anyone around the league? It has none. They're not moving those deals. They couldn't move any of their long-term deals. That's why we had to give up draft picks because we didn't have any. We because no one wanted to take on the the cap numbers for long-term. They just didn't want to do it. Yeah. That's what happens. You think you think Pierre Engvall is going to be a supreme player at the age of 33, 34? No. You think Scott Mayfield is going to be a top pairing defenseman at the age of 35, 36, and 37? No. no the answer is no. You think Semyon Varlamov is going to be a goalie that teams are clamoring to get at the deadline when he's 37, 38, 39 years old? No. no. The answer is no. It's why it's so dumb. Joseph C. says Jack Hughes has to be the number one, right, among guys under 23. I don't know if he was or not. Um, Actually, I didn't even is, – is it sad? I didn't even bother really looking at the list. They just scrolled for the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I did, but I, he might, he was up there for certain. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he was or not. Bedard was up there too, by the way. Bedard was number one. That's right. He was the number one tier and everybody else was two, but Bedard was the top one. Okay. JP he says, did. that's very true about this, the captain. Why it's not on Barzell is a mystery of the C. Yes. Why it's not on Barzell is a mystery to anyone not stuck in the octogenarian vortex. It's true. Every team, it's like, hey, you know what? The best player gets the C. Right. Period. Freedom Fund Adventure says, okay, TJ, I guess I need to educate you since no one else in your life cared enough to do it. Corey Prodman is like a feminine Mel Kuyper of NHL, filled in empty space, but no training and weak track record. Well, he was working at ESPN before this. Hold on. Mel Kuyper was fucking spot... Do do hold on, Freedom Fun Adventure. Do we need to click tick the clock back as to how Mel Kuyper got his job many a many a many a years ago? He went ahead and put together a mock draft, and what he he only missed like one or two different selections. He had he had a draft guide for a lot of years. Actually, the, the guy who was the best NFL draft analyst was Joel Bushbaum from Pro Football Weekly. He was the best, but Kuyper was second. Kuyper talks to general managers. That's that's his strength. He's good at getting uh he's getting really good. Down. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Do you think all now Bushbaum was different? Bushbaum would look at films. He'd get the films of all the games and watch it. I mean, now no one else does. You just don't have time. If you're grading 300 prospects, how much time you think you're watching every single player, every single step? No, you're you're getting highlight films, you're seeing certain things, you're hearing things from people in the that's that from organizations. That's how that all comes about. You don't get to see everything. It's like, oh, this guy, yeah, he's got some buzz around him. Then you look at more stuff on him. But hit, but Kuiper's big thing is he really knows what GMs think. He talks about that's that's right. When he was first coming onto the scene, where he was more on a televised event, he was consistently on his mock drafts, almost spot on on selection on selection. So again, like Corey Promen, is anybody who rates prospects consistently right? absolutely not. They're going to have just as many wrongs as they've got right. But I'm going to trust guys where that's their only job is to go ahead and watch prospects. I'm going to trust them more than the Lamanites. That's, I think, the point behind it. Um, but next comment there, X. We got a comment from Tony Chi saying, Sun X showing his personality through flashing. 
through flashing comments is gonna be a hit. Oh, God. Oh, there it is. Sun X is creative. He is. He is. He's creative. Um, JP says here, I know I've said this before, but I hope Wallstrom is actually given a genuine opportunity to succeed. You and me both. Same here. Goongoon says here, oh, when are we going to start getting serious about organizing Sun X's bachelor party? I don't even think he knows when he's getting married yet. I was about to say, they haven't given us a date. I have a feeling that Sun X is going to be engaged for like seven years. Wow. I don't think so. He's going to take the grumpy approach. How long were you engaged for grumpy before you finally tied the knot? I don't know. A lot of years, a few years, four years, maybe. Was it five? I think it was more than five. I think it was four. Okay. Uh, Isles 91 says here, no reason that Lane Lambert can't win the Jacks Adams trophy this season, but we had a plan. The warden and I had a plan. Okay. I, I hold on. I got it. But what did you think about this comment? Grumpy Lane Lambert will not win the Jack Adams trophy this season. <laughs> I like how I read this off. And I don't Oldie over here. Just continues just to go on. The, I, it's fucking grumpy. I don't think good. Lane Lambert has any chance of winning the Jack Adams either. He will not be the best coach in the NHL. Brett W says Grumpy is right. If Walsham doesn't prove himself, his career is over. No matter what Horvat gets, he gets his money. That's the point. Exactly. John Falcone says, I agree with Grumpy. <sighs> Wally has to prove he's a top six player. That's true. X seems like he's, he's only putting up comments that are favorable to Grumpy right now. I'm blaming X. He's not giving us a true, a true, uh, a true, uh, I guess, landscape of what the, what the listeners are. Well, you, if you, if what you mean by that is he's not putting up all your little gadflies who agree with everything you say at the expense of realism and truth. Well, that's a whole nother story. Uh -huh, uh -huh. JP says if Walsham scores 35 plus, that changes the complexion of the entire team. Uh, okay. True. Do we think that he's going to score 35 plus goals this year? I don't I don't think they're even going to get a shot on the first line. Don't see it. I I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see that. Who's the first line winger? If it's Anders Lee, same old, same old. We're not, we won't make playoffs. They need to shake something up. They just do. Once again, the Islanders 91 says if Matt Martin can score 10 times, the Islanders definitely get to the playoffs 100%. No, 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 no. Matthew S says Horvat is still on a milk carton. That's right. Got a lot to freaking prove. That's what I'd say. Joseph C says Bailey gets a PTO, but Parise doesn't. Parise wanted to retire. Yeah, I just, I just don't think Parise. Here's the thing the Islanders wanted him back. I mean, but here's the thing. Again, follow the real estate. When you sell your house, guess we, what? We, we knew that well before it was yeah. announced that he wasn't coming back. So, yeah. so like we were just like, probably not. But uh, yeah, so he's not. We, we knew that for a fact. Just, but, like we knew, just like we knew Thomas Tatar wasn't coming as well. <laughs> because, you know, everyone. It, it, we didn't hear any rumors that Thomas Tatar was buying any real estate on Long Island. It's funny, you know. They just people believe whatever Lou says and whatever bullshit the media cartel spins. Like remember for a few years, oh Lou's waiting till the end to sign all these contracts right. because he's got no. Every year he signed everybody day one. Then for a couple of years he didn't sign anybody because he doesn't do anything in the off season. So this year he signs them all on day one. Oh my gosh, he's changed up. No, all those contracts were all in a hopper from day one. 
just he go, goes on a, some long Caribbean cruise or whatever the hell he does. It works from this offseason, though. He looks he's, he's looking good, man. I, whatever whatever lose you in this, this summer, man. I want to find out. I want to get on some of that. Grumpy, Absolutely. you're going to look like you're back in your 50s again. He, yeah, he looks really, really good. Kudos to Lou. Lou's Lou looking good, like, man. Grumpy and or Sun X be spotted at UBS arrear if uh, UBS this year? If so, I'll try and convince Lou L to have a grumpy night. Free grape drinks, grand prize equals grumpy sofa. Oh, hold on a second, Grumpy. You're going to be giving up auctioning off your sofa for charity, maybe? If I had the old one, I would have given it up. <laughs> I'm still using this one. Oh, here you go here. David Sean McDonald David says. David Sean McDonald says, now taking bets on Palmieri missing 20-plus games due to boo-boos. Well, you know, as you get older, you don't get any healthier. Just don't. Adam says, no. No, Horvat is already in the league. 31 other teams would take a chance on him, but he's got to produce to his contract. If he doesn't play to his contract, then what? Is he going to get traded? The answer is no. If he doesn't play to his contract, we're going to go ahead and be really mean and make up a mean song about how he can't score goals. There's an empty song that's available that we could just put anybody's name in, first and last name. It will go easy. This is an important comment right here. Did TJ just get called a simpleton? Grumpy is in rare form tonight. It's about damn time. We were waiting for him to pick it up. Goon Goon says, Grumpy just called TJ a simpleton and a poser. Could the same be said of a young Zach Wilson? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Adam P says, TJ, when you say most to prove, I feel like you mean to the fans. Maybe the GM but not the league. He's in, he's not getting cut, and an unsigned UFA if he doesn't make it on the island. Mm. Frank from Empire says, probably was freaking Lou fricked up the cap and can't sign him. I've been trying to, to not focus on the Islanders. I'm worried my hatred for Lou boils over. <laughs> oh, God. Sun X from Freedom Front Adventure, Sun X. Please ask TJ if you read the Wall Street Journal article with Horvat and Romanov saying how much they love living on Long Island since the cost of living inside TJ's head is so cheap. <laughs> that is, that's comment of the night right there. I'll let you know one thing here. Uh, now X is going to go ahead and start uh, freaking buzzing it all up and down. Uh, I don't, uh, Romanov is what he is. Horvat's the guy who I'm more disappointed in at this point. I mean, Romanoff couldn't help what he was traded for. We could have helped. Ah, fuck. Horvat. God, he better perform. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and Islanders 91 says here, Lee is fine. He's going to be a force this year. Rock solid for at least 27 goals and a positive plus minus rating. Oh, my God. I, do I, even, I don't even have to comment on that one. Frank from Empire State says, isn't it amazing how stacked and how much better Colorado is than our team? Eons better. Well, okay. You know, let's just say one thing about Colorado. They're a year away from being, you know, Stanley Cup champion. So, yeah, they had a lot more to work with. They also got Devon Taves. Anders Lee has not had a positive plus minus in the last two years. I just felt like mentioning that because I was I, like, I thought it was the case. I'm like, I knew two years ago we were awful. And I'm like, we conceded a shit ton of goals. I'm like, I don't think he had a positive plus minus. And last year was so bad defensively. I thought he had a negative plus minus. And sure enough, he did. So he finished with 28 goals both both years. He's around he's like guy who's putting up like 40 points, 50 points tops a year right now. He's just done his right. 40, honestly, 40 to 50. Honestly, he's really a fourth line player at this stage. Certainly. Yeah. 
but he can't skate. Uh, if he didn't have three more years on his contract, he'd be Josh Bailey. That's what yeah. would happen. Yep. Uh, free to find adventure. Grumpy and TJ, did you guys see the Pierre Engvall interview on YouTube with Canadian Hockey Media? Came off well. He has a much better build than many NHL guys. Watch TJ get all jelly. Um, here's the thing. All hockey players, have they're all in great shape. All of them. You will not see a fat hockey player, period. Yeah. I remember one time I saw a picture. You know, you see Scott Stevens out there. It's like, oh, he looks kind of – and he was freaking ripped. I mean, he's. They, you know how much energy it is to skate like that hard for the amount of time that they do. Man, those guys are in shape. Look at Yager, it's whatever, a thousand years old. He's still out there trucking. Still looks phenomenal. There it is. Gungu says, "I was wearing my Grumpy's Groupie shirt for most of the show tonight. Does that really mean anything in the grand scheme of things? That means yes. no. You need to keep on getting more of those shirts, Gungu. No, so you can change off during the show." No, what you do is you just wear that everywhere. You just have your I, Islanders Never Say Die t-shirt everywhere you go, goo goo. Tommy Baffy says the last four letters of Babcock's name is fitting. Well, then it would be Ox. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. D David says, yes, Mike grabbed Cox mastery of max level creepy uncle status. There it is. Oh, God. Adam P. says, I think he's a substandard human being and a shitty hockey player. I think the moron on the Rangers we all hated is actually better than this bastard. I don't know which guy he's talking about. No, he's he's not a big fan of Paul Bis, uh, Paul Bichonette. Yeah, absolutely. Here you grumpy. You can read this one. F Paul Bichonette. There it is. TJ's afraid of dead air, but he'll pee two times a podcast. <laughs> oh, there it is. Rick Roman says, I wish, "Can we put that baby back up there?" Can we put the baby back up there, X? Here you go. I got it for you. Look at that poor baby. He's like, this is my dad. You know what he's worried about? He's like, holy shit. I'm, I'm an Islanders and the I'm Jets. I'm going up in a household to where I'm pulling for the Islanders the and the Jets, Jets. In the Mets. I think I think Tony Cheese is a Mets fan, too. He's like, holy shit. It's like you're born into misery. I hate to tell you. I'm born on. I'm born into a team where they lose in fantasy football every single week too. My name is Tony. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the only, I, in the fantasy football league. I am the only person who's zero two, Grumpy. So and you keep on saying how great your team is. You never make your always your team always wins. Looking good. Looking always good. Win four or five games. You're like my team is great. My team is great. You don't win. They're great. They are. Rick Roma says, guys. You should do more research on this. Biz is right here, and Babcock is a terrible person that does not deserve to be in the NHL. I believe everyone deserves a second chance. He was trying to rehab himself, and this piece of shit, bitchinette, come out and said, you know what, he's this, he's that. He had no idea about the situation, just none. Somebody, pep, 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 pep. Somebody says something, and he ran with it. I don't believe in letting somebody's past transgressions you know, be the barometer of how we judge them today if they're contrite and they've made change. That's yes. one thing. I think people can change, and I think maybe a four-year time period is one where change could happen. And uh, to take that story the way he did, and honestly, it just sounded kind of like he was hamming it up a bit. You know, like when you listen to the clip, like they take it a little far. We've taken shit far, though. But it's just like it wasn't like after he came out and did that, he wasn't like, well, OK, maybe I was a little too harsh. He was at first. He was like, yeah, fuck him. Once he once he was re resigned or fired. Yes, yeah, the players podcast, baby. If you mess with the players, we're messing with you right back. 
And then all of a sudden, two days later, after the after I assume, I don't even know, but after I assume public opinion is not necessarily all so much in his side, he's like, I didn't try to get him cancel cultured. I didn't try to get him fired. You took a sure, you sure took a whole hell of a lot of pride in the fact that because he fucked with a player, per your opinion, you went ahead and helped get him fired. Yeah, you stuck it right to him. You took a lot of pride in that for not being a cancel culture guy. Okay. Maybe you just need to look at your actions and say, I maybe made a mistake. I'm just saying the thing about Babcock is he was openly admitted that things he did previously, he did wrong. He yes. openly admitted, and he was trying to rehab his end. If you think that someone who's that open and said, yes, I did things wrong in the past, I'm going to change it, is going to come in. In the and first month. The first month of him being employed. Is going to do the same things. I'm just saying you don't know human nature. And certainly – Bitch certainly doesn't. That much he, I can guarantee. He had was. the draft in July. Then there were no player activities at all until just now when they opened up camp. So they had all summer off, right? Maybe he was itching. Oh, I want to see some more. I, I need to see what's going on with these guys. I'm jonesing to get the pictures. Yeah, I was about to say. There, yeah, there's no hockey that goes on in August. There's none of that. It's not like, hey, you're at team facilities practicing. You can't be doing that. The so players, it wasn't until September that they reported that all this started coming out. The players defended the coach. The players defended the coach. Except the one guy who sent Paul Bichonette a text message. The players defended the coach. If they didn't like it, like it happened in Toronto, well, then you lose your job. They defended him. They defended him. I, I, I feel bad that he lost his job after trying to turn his life around. That's the end of his career. Babcock is just a terrible person along with a horrible coach. Well, he's won how many Stanley Cups? And needs to never coach again in the NHL should ban him. For what? <laughs> I, I just I, – I have to laugh when I hear – like you make a mistake, cut your head off. No second chances. Okay. Well, then let's – you know what? Let's hold that standard for everyone. I'm let's like, hold that standard for everyone. This is the stuff that I can't stand. It's like as soon as I start doing this, team president John Davidson came out on Monday and said – we yeah. went through a process earlier this summer prior to hiring John Babcock as our head coach, but we got it wrong, and that's on us. Please stop. They were very transparent with the information we received in talking with Babcock. We decided there was no going back, Davidson said. The resignation went forward from that point on. Fuck. Uh, uh, I wouldn't have resigned. I would have made them fire me, and you pay me the money. Maybe they decided to pay him the money anyway. Okay. Who the hell's uh, the general manager uh, Jarmo says here, uh, Babcock had asked to see photos on a cell phone and that was a way of introducing his family and having me introduce my family to him. Personally, I had no problem with it, but I can understand that it could put somebody in an uncomfortable or awkward situation. Think about this. Then you know what? You're a bitch. I don't want you on my team. If you think some, Hey, you mind if I see your family or something like that? I mean, uh, you're going to report somebody over Can there? I see a picture of your family. What have you been doing this summer, man? Let's. I want to see what hobbies you're up to. It was a team building thing. Are you carving? Are you carving tree houses? Are you carving like uh, bird houses this summer? Are you? Uh, are you working on metal work? What are you doing, man? Have you? What have you been doing with your time this off season? You had a lot of time. You know, you you practice a little bit, but you have free time. What do you do, man? You have any pictures of fun things that you've done this summer? Can I see some pictures? Holy shit. Could you imagine? You're the freaking head coach, right? You're going to be like a friend. Could you imagine saying to your friend, 
Dude, what have you been up to, man? Let me see what's going on, dude. You got any you got any pool pictures? What you did this summer? Vacation you went on? You got any cool pictures? I'm sure he didn't demand that people you give me those pictures right now, or you're gonna go down to the AHL. I, for whatever reason, I have a hard time believing that's how the tenure of the conversation was. And then yeah, so follows the, up. This entire this entire situation's quite odd. Maybe you there's other know, things that happen, but it doesn't look like that right now. You want to know why Columbus is the losing franchise? There you go. There you go. You don't have to worry about Columbus Islander fans. That was a those are three four wins for you this year. The shit he's done. Okay, again, that's old. That's that's really a long time ago. That's a long time ago. He realized. He said he made mistakes. He's rehabbing himself. He said that's what he's been trying to do is rehab his image. He realized he made mistakes and he was trying to change. Yeah. I I, I just I just love his thing. I've never been a holier than thou guy. I believe everybody deserves a second chance. You're, everyone's bringing up shit that happened, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago. Yeah. The man admitted he made a mistake. He was trying to rehab his image. You think he's going to do the same things? I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. Like, when I read shit like this, this is the stuff, too. Like, I'm reading the comments that they came out and said, um, sometimes when things happen, players get involved, and it's a private world. And sometimes you need to leave it there. Like, is somebody, does somebody take great offense that he wanted to see pictures of somebody's family members? Maybe they were doing some shit that they shouldn't be doing. And they didn't want, I mean, I'm sure he didn't say, hey, let me have your phone and start scrolling through the pictures. Veteran players such as Boone Jenner and star winger Johnny Goudreau said that they had no issues with Mike Babcock asking to see their camera roll, but several sources indicated that ESPN, that younger players um, were not as, re as receptive to the request and felt much more uncomfortable about it. Uh, you know what you can do? No, I'm not Just say no. Me. I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to show you my phone. Sorry. Yeah, I don't feel. That's all you have to say. Maybe they're not mad you know say? You know what? If you got a dick pic. Oh, dude, I got dick pics on there. You don't want to see that. Are you afraid to? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna say, "Oh yeah, go ahead and look at it and just show them." Like, what the? No, I've got some pictures on there. I don't want to show you, man. Sorry. <laughs> you can tell the GM wanted to keep them, though. If you continue reading, yeah, ab um, absolutely. You look I do not believe there were any ill intentions on Mike's part in the way that he conducted interviews with our players to get to know them, says the general manager. However, whether there was intent or not, some of our players were comfortable weren't comfortable with his message, and that was concerning. Um, as we gathered information, we had numerous discussions on both internally and externally and became very clear that the, the, that the distractions caused by this were too great and were having a negative impact on our player. Well, who created the distractions, do we think? Was that maybe Bissonette. Paul Bissonette who came out with this viral video that started posting all over the place and they started to get asking they they started members of the media started to ask questions. Well, here's the thing. After and after you, Bichonette went out there, the NF, the NHLPA said they were going to investigate what was going on. He started the whole thing. He got him fired. Period. End of sentence end of story. You the know what bitch they got him fired. It was this. They said even if Paul even even if even if Mike Babcock did nothing wrong. Right. Let's say they think he had no ill will, ill intention. Some people are just uncomfortable to show their pictures. And some people felt fine showing pictures of their family members. Some didn't. But in order to go ahead, they said that, oh, shit, there's a swarm of bees right now. Can, can there's I a swarm of bees that following Mike Babcock. And we don't want to have to deal with that. We're just going to get rid of them. If you're too embarrassed to show a picture that you have on your phone, maybe you should question yourself. 
Maybe you should question yourself. You know, if you have no problem, you know, taking pictures and this and that and the other thing, guess what? Maybe you should, maybe you should re, maybe you should look at yourself and say, eh, you know what? I would be embarrassed if someone saw these pictures. Well, maybe you should maybe you should have a little bit of deep introspection and say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing whatever I'm doing. Oh my God. It's not always simple for the players to be honest about how they feel or what's going on in their lives. And uh to show, I guess, I to show, I guess, vulnerability to us that uh that that are in this position to decide their future in hockey. Oh, I know what that means. My God. Yeah. Obviously that's a mistake and that was mine. The responsibility is mine. We understood the dynamics of hiring Mike before we did. That's we right. He was the winning. That's right. He's a Stanley cup winning coach. They said, gotcha. He, he served his time. We think he, he answered all the questions right when we had interviews with him. Somebody felt uncomfortable. They text Mar Mike. They text Paul Bish Bish Bissonette. I keep mixing Bissonette. them up. Bissonette, Bissonette, whatever it is. They texted Paul. The NHLPA said they're going to lead an investigation. We said, screw this. We don't want to have an investigation ongoing throughout the season to where the only sort of press the Columbus Blue Jackets are getting now is the NHLPA investigating uh, Mike Babcock asking to see some of his players' phone pictures. I like bitch saying, well, you shouldn't ask the players. You shouldn't do it. Why not? That's a reporter's job, bitch, just in case you didn't know, is to ask questions. You opened the can of worms. Now you want to put all the worms back in? That's not the way it works, Chief. Don't go ahead and bother the players by asking them questions and, and berating them and wanting their opinions on some topic and news story that just happened. News members, don't ask those questions, please. Now, Give them the their space and respect. If you were a player, would you ever send any or tell anything to Bitchinette? I wouldn't. I would come out if I was a member. I was like, if I was like, I didn't have an issue with it. I don't understand why somebody else is sticking their nose in our business. We're trying to play hockey, and you got guys like Paul Bissonette going ahead and making comments on something he has absolutely no idea about because one text message was sent to him. I think that was extremely irresponsible from a man who's on TNT and has a platform like he does. I think that he should do better than that. See you later, Paul Bissonette. He would be canned. That's how the cancel culture shit works. If Boone Jenner came out and said that, TNT the next day would say, see you later, Paul Bissonette. We can't take this because now people are going to start. This is how all the cancel culture shit works. Okay, we're getting on. We're grandstanding. We're getting on our, our soapbox. Let's finish this shit up, Grumpy. I'm, I'm done talking about Mike Babcock, Paul Bissonette. We're done. We already, read, we already, we already read, read that X. TJ Zephyr man should have a should have bitch bitchinette on the show. That's one more thing I want to mention. Do you love how he's like, we've got to get Mike Babcock on the show to clear. We've got to get Bitchinette on this show. You think Mike Babcock would ever do his show? Gee, okay. It's like he was he was shitting on Babcock to try to get a reaction from Babcock so he would come on the show. Yeah. That's what it was. We've got no interest in having a bitchinette on the show. He's never gonna come on a show like this. It's just like with Mike Babcock. He's got no interest in coming on your show. He's never going on your show. But you just did that to say, oh, let's let's hope I can go ahead and put him enough hot water where he's got to come on our show to address the controversy. Yeah. Ugh. Tommy Babcock says, rumor has it, bitchinette has a dick pic of Brett Favre on his phone. Oh wow, those are those are valuable ones. That's for sure. Those certain. are the old days. Uh, Rick Romer says Babcock was at a Traverse prospect camp where he messed with young players already. Forget Biz and Boone Jenners. There's more than this than you know. I just read articles. All I can do is based off of what the media is released right now, and it doesn't look that bad out of that camp. Did he do bad things in the past? Sure. 
asking to see somebody's pictures on his phone to get to know them, get to know their family, get to know their hobbies. No, sorry. I, you know, look at this one. Another baby there, Grumpy. Tony, we love, anyone knows we love the babies. Just love them. Tony Pino Jr. says, what you think about sitting Holmstrom and giving DeFour Maggio? Holmstrom's not going to be playing for the Islanders. He won't be starting. He's going to be a healthy scratch. Absolutely. He won't be starting. Now, this baby as well, Tony's baby looks a little upset. He's like, I'm going to be a freaking Islander fan. Let me get by the more. time he's in his 20s, maybe they'll start winning games. Man, that's a, that's a young baby right there. Very young. Oh, there it is. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, all righty. Do we have any more comments there, X? Mr. X. All right. Mr. X says he is done with comments for the day. Oh, is that what he says? Yes, okay. Well, thank you so much, X, for joining That's in. That's right. That's right. Thank you. It ran so smooth. Look at this. We got, and hopefully, X did a great job with the comments. Let us know right now if X did a good job or if you're pissed off. If you're like, X, it's I, a, oh, it's it's his, it's his granddaughter. Gotcha. Well, she knows she's about to be an Islander fan, too. She's upset as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness here. That being said, guys, we are at the end of the show. I'm just happy that we're going to be talking more Islanders coming up here soon. I'm happy about it. I'm happy we're going to get to see some, some more Islander content. You know, it's fun talking about what's going on in the world of hockey when we get to some slow time because, hey, it's about to ramp up, guys. Season's almost about to start. I'm getting excited. Are you getting excited, grumpy old man? Not yet. Not yet. I just – I there's – there's just no juice to the – I mean, if you think about, you know, on the juice factor for the Islanders this year, what do you think? Do you think, hey, there's big juice, we can't wait for the season, or he just thinks like, oh. What I'm excited about to see how the young kids skate. That's the biggest thing. How do Maggio and DeForest skate? Because here's the thing. I hate to bring up his name again. Phil's facts. All he does is keep texting me. Hey, man. The four really is coming. He's he's improved his skating leaps and bounds. He's talking about how great of a skater he is. So I just tell Phil I'm excited. I'll wait to see it with my own eyes. And if that son of a bitch can't skate, I I'm gonna get Phil. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get him, Grumpy. Uh, is, Phil gonna, is Phil gonna be on before the season starts? Yeah, I do. We gotta get a few. I like. I want to get Coach Tom. We gotta get some guests on the show here to get some season predictions. I was like, holy shit, the season starts in like. Two three weeks, <laughs> so yeah. we got to get Phil on because, yes. of course, of course, we're we're having a little, on. we got to get we're Phil. having a bet. He thinks the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know, I'm just saying, let's see, Phil. We're gonna have a little bet. Phil admitted that if the Islanders did make the playoffs, that he would stay off of Twitter for a year. Yes, holy shit, that's right. Yeah, there's big, there's big game at stake if we don't make the playoffs. Phil's facts goes off of Twitter for a year. And just to let you know, Eric Carlson's still considered a top 20 player in the league. What? No, he sucks. He's not helping out the Penguins this year. He's going to suck, Grumpy. And Sidney Crosby was so pissed at the end of last year, he's coming back with a vengeance. No, Hall of Fame players who were upset that they missed the playoffs, they don't get better. They don't They don't make one last push to maybe win one more Stanley Cup or to be a bit more competitive team. No, they don't do that. They just roll over and die, Grumpy. Hall of Famers just die on their backs. True, true. Oh, man, at the end of the show here today, I think we're going to have a show this Saturday. I've got family again coming in town, surprise to me. But I think we're having a show this Saturday. 
we're going to put X to work. X X X needs to earn a, a he needs to earn a hard he needs to earn a solid day page or ugh, a solid day's pay. So we're going to go ahead and put him to work definitely. So this Saturday we should have a show. Um, ideally, I don't know, maybe there'll be a last minute cancellation. I think there should be a show though, Grumpy. I'm giving you a heads up though, and all the listeners. That's uh, fine. Tomorrow we'll be live on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You can find that there in the link in the description below, or you can find it as a feature page on our YouTube channel. Even if you type it on YouTube, TJ Ampersand, the Grumpy Old Man, or TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, you're going to find the podcast where myself, Grumpy, and the Magnificent Sun Axe are going to be talking anything and everything in the world of sports tomorrow. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our show tonight. Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ, the grumpy old man and son X. And we'll see you X time. Thank you. Oh, well, X could even chime in there. If he was paying attention, he could go ahead and unmute himself. And oh, he's doing a good X job, time, baby. X time. There he is. Look, there's son <laughs> X. He's like, he never looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> there he is thanks so much x uh thank you grumpy as always for being a part of the show thank you everybody for tuning in talking a little hockey who can't wait to get to talking about the islanders to observing watching a little hockey a little nhl action some islanders action i'm excited i'm getting excited i you know i the excitement was only about one week before preseason but uh you know at least it's better at least i'm excited about something so thanks we gotta do we gotta do our season predictions too Yep, yep. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching the show. We'll be with you guys tomorrow. TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, and also on this show, Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks so much, Grumpy. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show. My pleasure.